What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It's MAGA month, ladies and gentlemen. It is officially MAGA month. I'm disappointed in all of those who have not changed their profile pictures to American (laughs) flags. I did it first thing in the morning, and I had to yell at Jack Posobiec. Jack, you know, what so do you I'm have si- to say to you, say for you. Yeah, so I'm sitting there. Uh, I'm I'm doing my podcast, right? I'm <laughs> up at like like crack of six in the morning. Well, actually, I'm up at like five because the one year old, you know, had something going on, so we had to be up for him. I'm doing my podcast. Then I'm hosting War Room Pandemic for Bannon because he was out today. And I get done that, and suddenly I find out that I hate America. <laughs> <laughs> so you so tweeted. True. He, Jack tweeted something. <laughs> And then I noticed your profile picture didn't have an American flag in it. And it mm-hmm. was like 10 a.m. or something. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, harumph. <laughs> Conform. Conform. Yeah. Get that American flag in there. So I tweeted, Jack hates America. Which yeah. I've always had it on my profile like your name. name right? Yeah. It's always been there. So come on. Come All right. On so, so it's there now. It's, it's there. MAGA month. It's going to be a month of uh, grilling. Grill as often as you can. Uh, during MAGA month, we make America great again. That means it's all about building community. It's about cleaning up our neighborhoods, picking up trash. It's about shaking hands and hugging your neighbor. It's about love. It's about freedom. It's about saying no to racism. Mm. And that means if you don't like MAGA month, you're a racist. Obviously. That's the only way to explain it. So anyone who criticizes MAGA month, well, they're racist. It's the only way to explain it because the, 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 the core of making America great again is to embrace the love. So that's what it's all about. But we got news. We'll talk about news. It is the Friday before the 4th of July Ooh. weekend. So I imagine many people are probably just not watching podcasts live <laughs> on Friday night as they you know usually don't. But uh, we're, we're chilling. We're going to have a good time. We got a lot to talk about. More than one in four Americans say it may soon be necessary to take up arms against the U.S. government. So that's kind of freaky. We'll talk about that. CNN's ratings have imploded. Hmm. At the same time, Daily Wire's ratings are through the roof and they're signing more and more people. I just, I just, I really love saying that over and over again, that CNN Plus collapsed and Daily Wire is exploding because that's, that's good. It's like the right thing is happening. It is, um, it's a good day. How about that? So we'll talk about that. We also got Jordan Peterson's nuclear response to Twitter saying he'd rather die than take down his tweet. And, uh, he also made an interesting point. I talked about this earlier. He was talking about the fat chick on Sports Illustrated and, you know, because he was like, this is not beautiful. And then he made a point about confused kids. And then I realized something. I'm like, if you're if 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 orientation is not uh, learned, but it's ingrained and then you have a little kid and you show the little kid a trans woman and you show the little kid a fat woman and the kid says, I'm not attracted to either of these women. And then they go, oh, you must be gay. Like these are the kind of things that are, are confusing to kids because – you know, if they have an attraction towards a specific thing, they're, they're told they're transphobic or they're fatphobic and all that stuff. It's probably confusing them. So we'll talk about all that stuff, my friends, before we get started. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to help support our work. As a member, you get access to our exclusive segments from this show, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Not so family friendly. It's a TimCast IRL after hours. And you're supporting our expansion. We've got a couple uh, documentaries in the preliminary stages. We're, of course, working on a bunch of music. We are, of course, expanding Cast Castle. We are hiring more personalities. We are doing more. And uh, hopefully, 
One day soon, we will be where the Daily Wire is. But congrats to those guys. They are certainly setting a standard that we all should be striving for and in, in growing and, and dominating culture and, and winning. So with your support, we will continue to do that. So don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel. And of course, you already noticed, Jack Posobiec's here. I am here. I'm here uh, supporting Magamonth, where uh, not only do I have the American flag in my profile superimposed on my face now, <laughs> I've got my Turning Point USA, USA branded t-shirt here with me. And somebody mentioned to me that I actually haven't been here since we got back. So we were in Davos, you know, where they don't celebrate Magamonth. Uh, getting detained, getting detained at the World Economic <laughs> Forum, and uh, we were working on a, a whole documentary about that, which will be coming out soon. Oh, nice! Right on. We also got Shane Cashman. What's up? I'm here, for, and Ian's going to tattoo an American flag on my face mm-hmm. right now, uh, live on air, live during the show. Right, yeah, right, right. right. But uh, no, I'm really excited because we're releasing the first episode of Tales from the Inverted World tonight. I have spent the last six months. In Georgia, like a giant slimy eyeball observing <laughs> witches and ghosts and skeletons, just time traveling. And uh, tonight's the first night, and we'll have a book next month. So awesome. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be on. That'll be live right after the show. Well, you know how I feel about cults. I will not be bowing to your MAGA cult. I won't put it. I won't. I will not. You're getting the tattooed next. I'm not putting end. the flag on my profile. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's dangling Ian raw America in front of a, a, a racist. hungry Ian, lion. Ian's racist. Did Ian's you guys hear? So we just talked about the bigoted against Christians, the, the racist, and now <laughs> hates can fly. And, but here's the, here's the thing. I said if you hate MAGA month, you're racist, and then Ian, right. Ian admits it. He just I'll come out. I'll Johnny right up on this. I'll go out in front on this one. Did you guys hear? So they're turning CERN back on. We talked about this before the show for MAGA month. I hear for MAGA month, July fifth. Uh, well, see, I was over there, and I said, "Guys, come on, let's let's you know, let's kick the tires around <laughs> you, a little bit." You drove over CERN or thereabout in the area. Well, so we were driving right at one point when we were shooting the thing. We were driving between Davos and and Geneva, so you know, yes, we would have easily, I, I believe, because it's so large, right? We would have driven over it at one point. So I want to know if smashing atoms together is causing the fluctuation of the vibrational background. Look, the Higgs look, field Ian, I, I can't tell you everything that Tanya and I did while we were in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> while we were in Europe, smashing, so, uh, yeah, smashing. You know, I. Gotta say, they turned on the Large Hadron Collider right before Trump won, but they didn't do it in 2020. They're doing it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump made a phone call and he was like, "I need to win. Turn it on." <laughs> he needs the energy. Quantum right. fluctuations. Yeah. And they're like charging it up. No, because it's it's basically I like his Thanos going. It's the like best the Infinity fluctuations. Right. The greatest. <laughs> when, 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 when Ian said that he's not celebrating MAGA Month, the whole chat just turned to ones. <laughs> I will, <laughs> rest assured, I will be celebrating. I just won't do it the way you want me to do it. There you go. Get used to it. Yeah. One of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm also here. Also in the corner, pushing buttons. I'm very excited for this evening. We're going to have a great night. It's going to be super low-key and chill. Thank you guys for tuning in. I don't expect many people to, but we're glad to have you. Take a look at this story from TimCast.com. More than one in four Americans say it may soon be necessary to take up arms against the U.S. government. And actually, a plurality of, of strong Republicans said it. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. The poll was released on June 30th by the University of Chicago's Chicago's Institute of Politics. According to their findings, 28% of voters, including 37% who have guns in their homes, agree it may be necessary at some point soon for citizens to take up arms against the government. The funny thing is, I, I bet that stat stays true for like strong Republicans forever, like no matter what, because oh, yeah. they say it all the time. So I don't know if this is actually like an increase in the number. For all I know, it's gone down, right? It felt that way watching the riots that everyone was trying to take down the government. 
I mean, like the mayor was getting baptized in fire out there out west. I forget where that was. Like they were Which all one? Uh, in Portland or something when he was standing outside the fire, like doing. The oh prayers. yeah, that was like, Portland. Yeah, right. Like yeah, it seemed and like everybody like, wanted it. Then. Desperately tried to get back in the building. Like <laughs> let me in. Yeah, right, right. They were throwing. Yeah, they got him. him. They got him a week a week after. I just thought it was funny to pull this story up as like it's MAGA month. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what MAGA month is all about. All right, <laughs> we got people who are losing confidence <laughs> in the government. They are scared. We need to make America great again, and we need a month to do it. So this is that month, every month from well, now so on. So does does the story, and I, and I I know I sent this uh, to you guys when I was on my way in, but does it break down in the poll, right, left, right, party distinction, any of it's that kind of strong stuff? strong GOP, GOP, independent, Democrat, and strong Democrat. Okay, now so where do so where are the fault lines? Do you see do you see both, do you see both sides right no. on the extremes? What would you see? No, but like strong Democrats, seventy one percent I think say you don't need to. Okay, but they control the institutions, so right. they're like don't don't don't. It's do their it. government. Independent voters, one third of independent Very voters say say yes. Serious, one third. One third of independent voters, and that's more than <laughs> which is more than the than the total. It's more than Republicans. Huh. Republicans are like 28 or 30 or something. And then strong GOP is the plurality, 45%. So among strong GOP, 45%, I believe it's 45, say you may have to. And like 42 say you don't have to. And that's the only bracket where the you may have to is larger. But conservatives believe it less than independent voters. Well, yeah, Thomas Jefferson crazy. was pretty clear. You may have to take up arms against the corrupt government. Like he said that blatantly, just so you know, everyone be as part of being American, you may have to take up arms at some point if the government becomes tyrannical. He was very clear about that. Well, and this is Jefferson, by the way, and this is the same Jefferson, by the way, who goes over and sees the beginnings of the French Revolution and is like, yeah, this is great. Let's continue to do this without, you know, kind of realizing which forces exactly were being unleashed. And this is why you have these huge differences between, you know, sure, both were armed uprisings against a, a central government, right, a monarchy, but the, the American Revolution's character was far different from the, the French Revolution character. Yeah, they, they were was a, a lot of them to begin with. It wasn't just like Robespierre and Danton. It was they were like starving too. The Americans, no, the French. The French were starving. The the yeah. monarch was there on their soil with them, so that was another problem they had to face. But it was the Americans were very organized. They also had a lot of outside help, being the French, which then caused the French Revolution, that caused the French to go bankrupt. Which well, was, was the part of why they were starving. It was when the women came out. And right. they were, you know, hungry. Yeah. I think that the French Revolution was too culty. It was too much about Robespierre. It became about his personality and how great he was and how he was going to lead them. Well, it was like savior salvation. It, it it was it was like a twofold revolution, right? You actually had the period where you had the left and the right in the uh, what the Parliament chamber or whatever. And this is where we get the the terms. Right. Yeah, you actually had the radical. So there's a revolution, and the radicals and then the moderates are like yelling at each other, and then the moderates get crushed, and then Robespierre's like off with their heads. And then they offed with his head, and you know the whole thing was just kind of uh, crazy. First, they blew his jaw off. That's the story. They they he was such a he was in order, and he was known for just talk 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 talk. And then eventually they were like, I've had it. They blew his jaw off. They laid him on a table for like three days to die. I'm pretty sure that's how the story goes. Then they cut his head off. Oh, uh, after that they might have they might have guillotined him, yeah, that's or they might have just let him bleed sure. out. Let me find out. Yeah, um, Robespierre turned on his buddy, the number two guy, Dan Tone, who then said it would have been better to have been a poor farmer than a meddle in the politics of man. And that's what people, uh, you know, it's funny because we talk about how people don't want to stand up, and it's like maybe they learned a lesson from the French Revolution: duck and hide. The fires will rage and burn down your home and your life, but you may yet survive. 
Yeah, you kind of want to you want to build something that allows for the system to change, not so much be the leader and the speaker and the, feel good about yourself because everyone loves you. You know, it's not y- what it's yes. about. Yes, I mean we we. So here's the problem: the United States has a constitution that can be amended. Congress is dysfunctional. The left has been trying to use the Supreme Court as their way of passing laws because they can't actually get laws passed. Not just trying, doing. They're doing, right. For a long time. They they blame minor, minority rule, saying it's not fair that these – but they don't understand California used to be very sparsely populated, so change happens. The problem is right now, instead of being like, okay, we all agree to work by these rules, they're just saying like, screw it, burn it down. It's not fair. They, yeah, like, you'll, like, you'll see more typically like it's – I, I get what you're saying, right? And you see this in um, actually the Supreme Court ruling that just came out on the Remain of Mexico policy, right? Where Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, right, uh, caved on that. But it was sort of this this idea that, well, that was a Trump era policy, and even though we all disagree with it, um, we want to keep it in place for the integrity of the system because that's that that was the you know the election um biden's in now and you know he does he have the ability as the current president to rescind an executive order and the rule that he does right so you'll see what i'm I'm trying to say and i'm not necessarily trying to get into that issue whether or not i agree with that i'm just saying that was the thinking and so you'll see that more with conservatives saying we want to keep the system so that everybody gets a fair shake even if it doesn't benefit our side whereas the left will say nah man just burn it down yeah Quite literally, you know, peaceful, peaceful fires. It's going to get mostly peaceful out mostly there. Mostly peaceful. It's well, going to get yeah, mostly yeah. peaceful out there. Yeah, man. You look at what's going out the Roe v. Wade stuff. You look at uh, Bill Maher came out and he uh, – no, no, I'm sorry, not Bill Maher. John Stewart. And he said that uh, this, is the, this is the Fox News of Supreme Courts. And then I'm just – I'm watching that and I'm like, <laughs> why? Because they're like, these are the rules the country was, was set upon? Yep. You, you, the, the attitude of these people like John Stewart is – if enough people want it, it doesn't matter what the law is. And I'm like, that's stupid because people often want really dumb, dangerous things. So we have a process by which we come to cooperate and agree upon things. And if you can't do it, well, too bad. The problem is Congress is dysfunctional. And so people aren't getting what they want. So they're just they prefer to burn it down. Politicians knowing that you can get votes from really dumb people are pandering to them and it's working. Which, by the way, it's, it's, it's the amazing thing on the Roe v. Wade, um, ruling, which for 50 years stood as, see, that literally was the opposite of, right, quote unquote, democracy, right? Because they went to the courts and said, we don't like that these Republicans are banning this thing that we want. So we want you to make it a federal, not just law, right, that would you pass through Congress, but a federal rule, essentially ruling that there's a right to this that doesn't actually, you know, appear anywhere in the constitution but we're going to protect it as if it does so that the these states can't decide on their own how they want to run their states so it's it's this really weird kind of situation where they banned banning it right they banned banning abortion that's what roe v wade uh, did and so overturning it doesn't allow abortion bans it allows each state it it didn't even ban it. it in it said you can't ban it in the first trimester in the second trimester, we'll have a conversation. That's correct. In the third, it can be banned. And you ask these people, they don't even know what Roe did or what Casey did. Casey changed from a viability standard from the, from, from trimester to viability. Right. But they don't even know why they're protesting. I was watching this one video where this woman is being interviewed. She's like an Antifa person mm-hmm. and she's like real Roe v. Wade or whatever. 
And she's like, I should be able to go down and the government should pay for my abortion. And then the person asking is like, you're in California. That's how it is. You can literally do that. And she's like, everyone should. And they're like, yes, but everyone in California can do that. You don't live in right. Texas. Yeah. What, yeah, what, what are you, you protesting protests, California for? Most of the protests were in states mm-hmm. where abortion will probably continue to be legal. Right. Overturning Roe is the most pro-choice decision because mm. it just gave it to the states to do whatever you want. Right. Yeah, most of the fires are happening. Choice. <laughs> yeah, right, actually increased choice. Yeah. Right. Actually increased choice. Right. No, you want. they just want Republicans to abort their babies. I got mixed feelings about it because people say, like, I don't want the government involved in, in medical procedures. And then... So the the Supreme Court said, okay, no governments can be involved in this medical procedure. It's completely up. So then they're like, no. No federal government. Yeah, no federal government. For can. now. And now now there's 50 governments that can decide. So like before there was one government deciding, the union. Now there's 50. So is that better? They're, 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 I don't get the, it. The states all had laws on, on the books. They So Roe basically said the, – the, the question with Roe and Casey is, does the baby have its own privacy rights? And the, the general idea was at viability, it does. Pre-viability, it doesn't because it's dependent. And so states were allowed to pass laws restricting or regulating abortion. And they all did. So you had 51 governments. The, the federal government just said it is not up to the con- – so the Supreme Court said we do not have authority on this. Congress will have to pass a law. We out. And now one less government was making an imposition. And the 50 states that were in in some way regulating just changed the way they were regulating. So they're all still involved. Plus, it's like it, it even goes down to the county and state level, uh, city level, too. Like, it's not just one government. It's thousands of governments regulating all this stuff. I've definitely got abortion fatigue at this point. The conversation has gone on, like, maybe because we're on a talk show and it comes up almost every day. Mm. But, but like, it's, it's, it's like it's because, in my opinion, the Democrats are using it for a very serious wedge issue. They're protesting. I don't understand what they're protesting. And, and, and to your point, Ian, the fatigue, what do they want? What are they asking for? California doesn't need anything from Texas. New York doesn't need anything from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. The people who live in those places, for the most part, voted for these policies and these politicians. Is it that the majority of New York is, is looking out for the 8% of Oklahoma that is concerned about it this or what? It just looks like two separate realities are at war and they're def- like, cause it comes down to just one reality thinks it's a life and the other doesn't. And like they're warring over the definition of life, or they think it is a life and they're willing to kill it, or yeah, or just I don't know, man. Human sacrifice. I think I think you're sort of right, but I don't think the left has any real cohesive standard by what they're talking about. Yeah, because I look, some woman today she posted, "How is it that abortion got banned?" As I saw some meme on Facebook, "How is it these abortion uh, abortion got banned before an assault rifle?" And so I just responded with, "Assault rifles are banned under the Hughes Amendment, 1984, I believe, 1984." And um, you can get them, they're grandfathered in. You're referring to standard semi-automatic rifles. And she's responded with, I'm referring to anything that can kill a kid and leave them l- like a bloody mess. And I'm like, okay, well, that's all guns. Well, so, anything, anything that ever. can kill a kid. <laughs> right, it could be a brick. Right, yeah. so if you've got kids, believe me, like the, that, that, crowbar. You, you are, yeah. as a parent, you are constantly in a state of just when you're around your kid, you're not, all right, this can do this, this can do yeah. that. They could fall. They could do this thing. They could, they're, they could turn anything the door. into, they can literally horrible. turn anything in their home into that. I yes. think my, 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 I'm the just, Hughes Act is 86. Is that right? Is it, is it 86? Firearm Owners Protection Act. Oh, okay. Right. right so it? I was wrong. 86. It's 86. Um, but my point is just like, if, if you post something incorrect and I say, I understand what you're, what you're saying. Let me give you the proper frame. And you say, I don't care. I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't care. Mm. Like you're literally arguing nothing. Fine. 
then what's the point of having a conversation with someone who's arguing nothing? I don't do it. I won't do it anymore. But this is the this is the this is the the rule. It still. is the exception on the right. Is the rule on the left? What the, is, and it's the exception on the right oh, and the rule on the left. What is the exception in, or the, the rule? That on the right, you will encounter periodically individuals who don't actually argue for something. They're tribalist. But it's the exception. The old, the, the actual ultra MAGA, like fringe Trump diehards who believe crazy things like come March 3rd, Donald Trump will be. It's like, okay, there's not very many of them. They're not prominent in media. There's, there, there are some politicians that, that have pushed closer to the fringe of that. But the mainstream conversation defined as the right for the most part is like extremely argumentative, extremely nuanced. Like look at the show we did on the Roe v. Wade over, Roe v. Wade overturn day with, with Seamus and Austin Peterson and Will Chamberlain. We all disagreed I, on I was everything. listening to that show live and that was fantastic. That was a fantastic episode. But this is the quote unquote right. And it's like, it's funny when people on Twitter are like, Tim's right, right wing. And I'm just like, I, I lean, I'm center left on like a lot of public policy issues. I'm just libertarian. If that's the case, then what we call the left with Nancy Pelosi Democrats, they're not arguing for anything. They're not arguing anything. It is the rule on the left. They will not give you an argument. It's the exception. Some of them will mm. on the right. It is the rule. You will get the argument. It's the exception. Sometimes it's tribalism. It's kind of like emotions versus logic. I think a lot of people that yes. would consider themselves leftists are driven by their emotional standards. But I think, I think there's another angle to it as well that, that gets into the word rule itself, but it like, in, in the other sense of the word rule as power, right? And so I think that for 50 years, Roe v. Wade stood as a sacred cow for the left for a very long time. It was one of the most powerful things that they, they think of it, right? They were able to impose by sheer force of will, right? This is the, this was the culmination of the radical sixties, the sexual revolution, obviously that they were allowed to put past this, not just in their own states. They willed an actual amendment to the constitution into being through the courts without actually having to go through the constitutional process itself. And it stood the test of time for 50 years. And so I think that they realize inherently, um, and even, you know, even the folks like Pelosi and Hillary who are around at that time, they realize that that level of power that they've had is starting to slip away. Adrian Curry chatted, Tim is super left with sprinkles of righty. That proves it. That, that does That's prove it. it. Yeah, but are they rainbow sprinkles? MAGA sprinkles. Yeah. MAGA sprinkles. Yeah. Oh, oh, not this. This is the, funny this, thing this too, like the like, MAGA sprinkles. Yeah. Pe- people were commenting like, Tim Pool is, is far right. This proves it. MAGA month and all that. It's just like, <laughs> it's, it's very clearly meant to be just a silly, fun thing to do. That's not. You can't have fun. You can't have fun. How dare you? I fun just, and I, you know, so, We say so, that now in the show, but afterwards the ritual will commence, right? Yeah, the robes come out. The maga, yeah, it's the called the 4th of out. July. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, yeah, it, yeah we're going to grill stuff, there's going to be fireworks. No, I, th- I think civic, we're going to blow civic, stuff up for I think civic, as a holiday. I, 100%. I think civic rituals are important. I think a, I think a functioning society, a cohesive society has civic rituals. And, you know, 4th of July obviously is, is one of the largest ones, but it's, it's so, you know, even, even the more, you know, basic ones like, you know, standing up for the national anthem at a baseball game or there's, there's a drive-in movie theater I take my kids to and they play the national anthem and they say, Hey, can everyone just get out of your car? And like, they don't say it, but it's like, shut up for like, it's a minute, right? But you stand up and you do that and it is a natural, it is a national ritual. What should happen is that at every sporting event, 
a large glass holographic screen comes up with Hulk Hogan playing the electric guitar with the American flag behind him, and then fireworks start launching like crazy. Agreed. While we all sing yeah. the national anthem, we all ride eagles into the sunset. That's, yes. that's right. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to pull up this uh, tweet because it's Friday. We're gonna have some fun. I have this tweet uh, from Shuan Head. Everybody, I, I'm, I'm sure you know Shuan. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. This 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 tweet. It could potentially be considered violence. Now, Tim, are we good to show I'm this? Sure, yeah. This it actually is very dangerous. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez called for violence, but we're reporting on her call yes. for violence, and, and so we are I, denouncing. And it. we are absolutely denouncing. No, no, no I'll, 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 for the sake of clarity, <laughs> AOC in a video said that people should be. Uh, you know, what? I'm not going to say it. No, <laughs> AOC was asking people to send emails and phone so you're, calls. You're going to do it. I know. Gotta, yeah, because exactly. YouTube's crazy. <laughs> right. AOC, speaking on the video, was like, everybody call your reps, call their offices, send them messages and postcards, but she didn't quite say there it. There is that a way. phrase that is... I'm gonna play it. Flood their phone lines. <laughs> Flood their phone lines. I'm gonna yeah. play what she said. You guys ready? Audio. Let me. I, I always gotta. I always gotta fix the audio because yeah, we, we were we were playing something. Here we go. You ready? You ready? And we need to be really blowing up our elected officials' offices. And <gasps> shoe on the head says loud and clear, Queen. It's <laughs> a funny thing. Shoe shoe is is lefty. She's like lefty libertarian, and so many lefties got really mad that she posted this. Why? They were like, it's out of context. Obviously, well, duh. That's yeah, a that's, joke. It's, it's funny. We joke. know what AOC means. AOC is saying, call your local reps. Standing back and no. standing by. <laughs> standing back and standing she by. Head Kaczynski. Come on. Here's why I bring this up. Not in any way to drag AOC. I mean, there's a lot of things to criticize her for. I, I just, we, the video, the video clip from this show, when she went on Colbert and just made up stuff, we called AOC, we, we called it like, what is it, AOC Paul's Chad move? Yeah, super by, Chad By blatantly yeah. lying on TV. Just lying on live TV. Seamus was right. He was like, <laughs> do, do you know what happened with this? No, I didn't see this. AOC went on Colbert and he was like, what should the president do in response to Roe? And she goes, well, we're informed by history. You know, uh, look to the Civil War. The Confederacy had taken over the Supreme Court and were ruling in ways that was impeding Abraham Lincoln, like Dred Scott, that's, that ruled black people couldn't be citizens. So what did Abraham Lincoln do? He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And when I watched that happen, I was like banging my head on the table because it's just like a hodgepodge. It's actually kind of amazing. It's actually kind of Chad move. It's It's sort of like... It it reminds me of like the you know the sort of like like the secret president theory and some of the different <laughs> things like it's it's if you don't Same like nonsense. like right if you don't like your own version like if you don't like reality it's not to your li- your liking you just make up your own but, oh, yeah. but 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 with this one it was kind of just like I'm imagining a dude sitting back and being like Abraham Lincoln his cousin Winston Churchill oh <laughs> uh, wow. did you know yeah. that one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people, people don't know this. And uh, John Wilkes Booth, maybe uh, third cousins. It's true, they don't. Maybe know that. AOC's three year, three year Letterman on Twitter. So let me just for the sake of just for the sake <laughs> of uh, breaking this down because I have to do it. To cl- I, I know you guys may have seen the segment we did on it, but I want to advance. I want to talk about media. That's what we're talking about here with the story. But uh, just to clarify, uh, the, the Confederacy did not take over the Supreme Court. Nope. Maybe she means they were more sympathetic to the South. Fine. Dred Scott was four years before Abraham Lincoln became president. So no, the Supreme Court was not impeding him. The Confederacy had already seceded before Abraham Lincoln was even president. The Emancipation Proclamation was signed two years after he became president, six years after Dred Scott, and in no way had anything to do with Dred Scott. And by the way, in the middle of the war. Right, right, right. And it wasn't until the end of the war and the 14th and 15th Amendment that citizenship was granted to slaves. So she, she just, 
made everything up. But anyway, I digress. AOC, I, you need to brush up on your Juneteenth history. Seriously. Agreed. I am not bringing up this clip of her saying, you know, blowing up offices or whatever to drag her. I'm doing to make a point about the media. Right. Because this is what they do. The fact that AOC said it, and we know the intent of what <coughs> she said, modern media doesn't give that benefit to anyone no. associated with the right. No. At all. Ever. Donald Trump could come out and be like, he'll, he'll, he'll be like, did you see this video of AOC saying blowing up offices? Now we know what she meant. We know what she meant. And then they'll say Donald Trump pushes idea that you should, you know, blow up offices or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they've done this to me where they were like, there are these, these things go around. You and I are both on these things where they claim that we are pushing election, election misinformation stuff. What did we do? There's, uh, there's a bunch of these studies where it's like, you know, Tim, like Oh, the studies. Right, yeah, right, the studies. right. They never, they never quite explain what it is that you said. They just said, no, they no, just no. decide that you said them and then they, they put you on the Here's list. Here's what they, and they do. Rank you. Here's right. what they do. Here's what they do. I'll, I'll give you an example. Shane, tell me that, uh, the sky is not green. Sky is not green. Oh, Shane Cashman pushes idea about sky actually being green. <laughs> Promotes the theory that sky exactly. potentially green. That's right. That's true. By bringing it up and saying anything about it, you've pushed. Can it. you say no, like you promoted? Can it. you say Shane Cashman quote the sky is dot 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 yes. green? That's they do right. that. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. That's the point oh, just about the word not well. out. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's illusionist of the editing yeah. world. That's it, the point the about what AOC <laughs> said. It's technically a functional way to quote right. someone. You guys ready for this one? But it's deceptive. We got another purposes. clip. She went ahead and says, AOC, oh, wait, she looks upset no. Here. She looks upset. All right. You need to listen to this. You ready? White supremacy is a fact. It's not just a fact. You look at FBI statistics. It's- <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> no. White supremacy is a is a. Okay, hold on. Hold yeah, on. that's that's what they show. Hold on, hold on. That's hold what on. those stats show. That's, that's, that's it I right got, there. I, I got a legitimate question, though. <laughs> Jamie, pull in, up the FBI statistics. No. Yeah. In no. what actual context is she saying these things? Because um, why is she telling people to pull up the FBI stats? That's interesting. I, no, so I, the, I think that it's... Be, no, there actually sure. is. The, there is an FBI... Uh, report that will come out talk and talking about um, white identity extremists and or racial identity extremists or whatever the latest term is for it and they will find all these things like somebody committed suicide but then they'll consider that a homicide or you know something is tangentially involved and they will call it a a white terrorist attack and they will use this to create this like hugely inflated number out there, which is coming out from the FBI, saying that um, that this is the greatest threat to America today. Let me let me let me break this down. There, Ben and Jerry's pushed this racist idea. Uh, the issue is the left and the right will cite the same stat in the FBI to make the opposite claims. Right. The stat posted by Ben and Jerry's. That, you know, the black population is, is 13% of the United States, yet incarceration rates among the black population is way higher, which is quite literally the exact same argument made by white supremacists. So when AOC comes out and says white supremacy is, is a fact, it sounds like out of context, she's saying it is real. Like it is, it, it is a, it is a true thing. Like, like she's promoting she it. She believes they're yeah, right, right, right. Supremacy. Yes. And then yeah. when she mentions FBI stats, what she said, could could be slightly altered and come right out of the mouth of a white supremacist. Oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all it's the exact argument. Because they the project exact everything. Argument. Well, because the the woke identitarian left, the critical race theorists are outright right racist. Mm-hmm. So they look at everything and they're like, that's the only explanation, and they're making the same argument. 
The difference is who they think is the racist person. AOC's argument is, oh, this proves the police are racist because these people shouldn't be in jail, whereas white supremacists are like, it proves bad things about black people. When in reality, they're looking at the same stat, asserting some racialized ideology and just making everything worse for everybody. Thanks, AOC. But there's also there's also an element of what um, Michael Anton at Claremont has has written about this, and he calls it the celebration parallax, where he says if the if the left cites something, then we have to say, oh, it's happening, and it's and it's good, and it's wonderful that this is happening. But if the right identifies the same uh, pattern or trend in society. It's it's a conspiracy and it's wrong and it's probably racist to even talk about it, right? So you and you can say this about a the Great Reset is a great example of this, right? Mm-hmm. You know where you can where where they'll come out and say, or even with the the thing that was uh, going out today, the liberal world order. If right. you went on Twitter today and typed in liberal world order, you would think, oh, well, it's going to play that clip of Brian Deese, who is the White House economic advisor. When they ask him the question, you know, why are Americans paying four dollars and eighty five dollars cents a gallon? Going into, you know, Fourth of July weekend, he says, well, it's for, you know, I'm paraphrasing, to protect but we, the we liberal, have to protect the liberal world order. And, and people are said, oh, well, at least he's honest, right? You know, um, guy, but comes from BlackRock, by the way. And if you went to Twitter and searched that, uh, earlier today, I don't know if it's still there. And so yeah, it it, if you, if you search it today, yeah. it, right now it's still there. It's all up. Yeah. That if you search it, there was a fact check that was the first thing that you saw and it said fact check. Comments today about liberal world order are not the same as the conspiracy theory that a new world order is being instituted by the United States government. That is not up anymore. Now it's it goes right to the New York Post article. New York Post probably dis- helped dispense with it. And, and it, it your was, stuff, actually. It was there. At, my stuff, I tweeted the video, yeah. right? Wow. You know, and there was a fact because before we can even let you engage with the content that was, again, stated by the White House economic advisor regarding why your gas prices are so high, right? They had to correctly frame it for you like a leftist meme before you can even interact with the actual well, let's, let's, let's pull the story up here. I've got it here from the New York Post. Biden advisor, liberal world order demands enduring high gas prices. I just want to point out first and foremost, they said – that it was going to be a quick thing. The gas prices were going to go up. Now they're saying it's going to be years. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Sounds like that's just the case. They're saying until Ukraine wins, and they might not. And if Russia wins, then your gas price is just going to stay up forever. But here's the best part about this liberal world order thing. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. Now, like you said just a moment ago, they're arguing it's not the same thing as the conspiracy theory. Yo, there was a time, not even that long ago, a couple, like decade ago, if you said the, the Gulf of Tonkin incident was a false flag, you were a conspiracy theorist. And I think it was the 2000s when they finally came out with reports being like, actually, the U.S. kind of staged the whole thing so we could enter Vietnam. It's like, okay, in my lifetime, I have watched the narrative break down and start crumbling. And I mean, kind of hilariously, Alex Jones being proven right more and more often, although he does say rather crazy and outlandish things. He ends up talking about things. Epstein, that was a conspiracy theory. Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years for aiding the trafficking with Epstein. Yep. Powerful global elites were flying on his plane. Not a conspiracy theory yeah, anymore. The the line on that, I, I thought that was the best. And Ted Cruz actually posted it. Ted Cruz meme, right? It was uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, the first person to be convicted of trafficking children to no one. Exactly. But there was a period where if you brought that up, 
that they were powerful global elites trafficking children. They were like, oh, here we go. Right. They still try and claim the idea is a conspiracy. And if and if you well, I mean, it was a conspiracy, but a, a, a fake one like made up. If you come out now, but not Epstein, Epstein. No, that wasn't fake. That was real. I, I'm saying they claim it's not real. Right. They, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, so here's my point. Like Epstein was conspiring with other people there to was traffic a, women. There was a girls, period where, you know, probably only several years ago, if you claimed there was a powerful global elite with world leaders flying on planes and they were trafficking, they called you a conspiracy theorist. Then Epstein, it all comes out. Ghislaine Maxwell gets sentenced. Epstein is shuffled loose the mortal coil, as it were. <laughs> Now it's just like, oh yeah, we knew they were doing that. Now the crazy thing is, there was a, a story I saw and it said, you know, like 50% of Republicans believe global elites are running child trafficking rings. And it was like incredulous. And I'm like, but Epstein- What's wrong with the other 50%? <laughs> no, no, but, but, but the, right. But the issue is, it's like, they're trying to make it seem like it's a crazy idea to have when Ghislaine Maxwell was literally on trial at that point. Mm-hmm. Let me show you this other story. Take a look at this one. I just, I saw this in the morning and, and you know, look, I normally, I like the Daily Mail. They're not that bad, but they're not like the best. Clarence Thomas cites debunked claim that COVID vaccines are created with cells of aborted children in dissent on SCOTUS decision. There is so much wrong with this story. Okay. They go on to say, Clarence Thomas suggested COVID vaccines are developed using cells of aborted children. True. Underneath that sentence, it says, Cells obtained from elective abortions decades ago were used in testing during the COVID vaccine development process. What? How can you have these two sentences next to they each think other? They're stupid. They Here's don't the only only read the headline. Here's yeah. the best part. You're right. You don't read. You, you only read the headline. You don't know the facts. Let's say you actually got to the second part. You're like, oh, Clarence Thomas was right. No, Clarence Thomas didn't actually cite this at all. <laughs> Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Reference the plaintiff argument in his dissent. He did not say personally, I, Clarence Thomas, believe that this vaccine is developed with. He said the plaintiffs are suing because the vaccines X, Y, and Z. And then the media went, oh, he's saying it's true too. And it's like, no, no, he was citing their argument. Which is exactly what Shu just did to AOC. That's right. It's the exact same thing. Here's the best part. The vaccines are developed using cells from aborted babies for the testing process. Well, we wouldn't call that the best part. But the right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the facetious best part. Yeah, 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 yeah. The media is the fact that they said it's a debunked claim. No, no yeah, it isn't. This here says that they, the, that they were created with the cells, but, he, but you're saying what? they were tested on it with the cells, but then did the final product no, use no, no, them no. too? Because there's the, which is let's get as literal as possible. Stated. Hold on. We'll get as literal as possible. In the process of creating this vaccine, there are numerous steps. Now, that's a good argument. The creation is the entire process of development. Which requires testing before any kind of... So if you're just talking about the final thing that they end up making, maybe all the things they tested aren't being used in the final thing. Now, that's a challenging Not only did he never say the words created with, he said development, and he was citing, he was quoting a group. They attributed to him. They changed the word in the framing, and it's fake anyway because how could you create a medication without testing it? How would you know it did anything if you didn't test it? You know, we should ask you're, like you're Anthony not Fauci. You're, you're not, listen, you're not legally uh, allowed to do that. In the uh, imagine you were like, this person is sick. I'm going to take a chemical. The chemical is medicine for it. I've never tested it, but I'm just going to sell it now. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a testing process in the creation of any drug. So even if you want to get technical, Clarence Thomas would have been right should he have actually claimed it was created using these things. It is just such a mishmash, garbage, nonsense media landscape.
Anyway, my point is, to go back to the liberal world order stuff, today, if, if you talked about New World Order, even a month ago, they were like, it's a conspiracy, it's not real. And then you got, who was it who came out? I mean, Joe Biden said it several times. He said, right, so Biden has st- said it, and we were playing the clip earlier today where he was, this was 2017, he uses the exact same phrase, liberal world order. And so you, you've heard also a phrase a lot lately, the rules-based world order, but when you hear this, again, liberal world order, and you realize that, okay, this is really, it's, it's, Define world, by the way, because it doesn't seem like most of the world is in this. Does and you it? see Build Back Better all over the planet. Build Back it's Better is all over yeah. everywhere. You but can, but, but if you look at the countries that are involved with the Bank for International Settlements, which is the Swiss bank governs like the Federal Reserve and all these other federal these banks, you see the countries that are stuck inside of this liberal economic order. It's the same country. What I'm saying is you see like maybe, you know, maybe Japan, South Korea, but it's not, it's not all of Asia. It's certainly not all of Africa. Um, there are huge swaths of South America that aren't part of this thing. And so when it comes down to it, you know, if you can define, can we get a map of the liberal world order? You know, can we get, you know, do we have flags for it? Uh, here's we, here's what they have, do. We have a month for it. <laughs> there will be someone who says, lizard people. <laughs> And then they'll find the craziest claim and say, this is what the New World Order conspiracy theory believes. Then you'll get a major politician like Biden saying, it's time we get a new world order. And what he's saying is we have a liberal world order and we need a new kind of world order, which means powerful global elites and interests are colluding for the sake of international governance, which is literally what the Council on Foreign Relations calls it. And then if you say, oh, did you see that? They're talking about new world order. And they'll go, (laughs) that means you believe in lizard people. Try to debunk it. Before the internet, it was easy to do because the media would just lie. Right. Now we can talk to each other much more easily and they can't do anything about it. However, I checked the Wikipedia for the uh, liberal economic order, the, uh, the liberal uh, rules-based order. order, the U.S.-led world economy, basically. And they have – Wikipedia has changed the Wikipedia in the last month, maybe even damage control for when this guy came out and said it. They took away – you can go to the Wayback Machine and look at the difference. It's pretty stark. In the beginning of this, they were very overt that it was a U.S.-led world economic order. Yeah, let's go back in time. Let's find out when they recently changed it because they took the U.S.-led part out of it because you know people are hitting it. They're reading the first paragraph and they're toning out. Um, but this is very much that after World War II, they decided we don't want another world war. We're going to use the U.S. and the U.S. military to set up military bases all across the world, uh, use OPEC. They're going to use the American military might to force people to buy oil in U.S. dollars, create a global currency, mm-hmm. create a global authority. That's basically what this uh, world order is. Now, There's also a world of thought that um, that it, it's actually sort of an inheritance of the British Empire that where, you know, and maybe even 500 years from now, when, you know, whatever America is at that point or whatever, you know, North America is at that point, um, that we may, that historians in the future may, may even just consider this order as a continuation of the British Empire, may not even separate them. Which really was like the banking empire that Happy got into July, by the way. Like, the, hey, check it out, check it out. Just real quick. Sorry, Ian. No problem. Uh, the, the first article is the liberal international economic order. And then it actually ref- references the new international economic order. Oh. So it's like, so it's the liberal world order and the new world order? The remix. Yeah, yeah. I think what happened was when the Rothschild family in like the 1700s started their banking empire and this Bavarian banker, his three sons uh, split up and each took a piece of, of the banking empire. Basically, that's how they got it started. One of the bankers went to England and that guy started controlling England through the bank. 
And uh, that's the new world order is the banking part of it. Mm-hmm. I, what, so when you're saying it's an extension of the British Empire, the American Empire, which is really an extension of the banking empire, this Bavarian banking empire, now they're set up in Switzerland uh, with this Bank for International Settlements, which needs way more media attention. We, we're going to have to... It's not a conspiracy theory anymore, gentlemen. The, the, the narrative's busted apart. And it was easy when someone would – you could be a researcher and you can go, hey, New York Times, did you notice that there's a bunch of documents showing that there's a bunch of international elites coming together for some kind of global economic order? And they'll say, don't know, don't care. We won't publish it. Now you can actually publish documents and there's no denying it. Yep. It just guys, breaks through the barrier. Unless your name is Julian Assange. There's the sun. Well, he did a lot more than that. I yeah. was told like the UN was basically all the countries of the world, the best powers of the world. And then I found out about the non-aligned movement. You guys familiar with the non-aligned movement? It's every other country that's not in the UN. It's basically another UN. It's the other one. Like there's two worlds going on right now. I mean, one of them also, is the US-led rules-based economy, and then there's everything else. The There's the G7, and then there's BRICS. And BRICS has, I think, what, like four or five times? No, like six or seven times as many people. And it's gro- BRICS is growing. So yeah. – um this is one of the biggest things that we've seen this week and, and really nobody is talking about it that which it's, and it is, and I'm just going to, just going to say it, right? This is growing as a response to the liberal world order slipping and, and collapsing in upon itself. Um, you can look at potentially the turnover of Hong Kong as one of the early, you yep. know, kind of precursors of this. And then really though, just what two years. So today, Right. Xi Jinping went to Hong Kong for the first time since the protests in 2019. And those protests were over. Okay. So Hong Kong, yeah, they changed flags in 97. That's when, when the UK formally rescinded sovereignty, but it was 2019 when they passed what they called the national security law where the CCP essentially came in and just, just, just took essential total control, just total control. And Xi Jinping today, this very day visited for the first time and he said Hong Kong has risen from the ashes. Wow. That's what he stated today because he knows he's won. So let's talk about the liberal. And so, and so not, not to go up, but to yeah. finish my point that BRICS is arising. BRICS is on the way up. Iran just stated that they uh, put in a submission to join BRICS. I don't know if they've changed the acronym then. Um, and do people know what BRICS is? Argentina is talking about it. No. Um, so BRICS, what is it? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, right? Five of the world's biggest countries and certainly population wise. And they are raising a start, it's starting military, but excuse me, starting economic, but they're talking, they're talking military, certainly China, Russia, uh, and they are moving to Ian's point in a currency basis as well. I'm wondering about the liberal economic order and the value of it because I, I, I trash it a lot. The whole idea of a global military economic government is that's in the shadows is terrifying but the reason it was built was to prevent a world war now if we completely just dispense with it it's gone tomorrow you've got bricks you've got like a an autocratic communist government so is it it's like is it do you believe it's one or the other jack like what i'm interested in your take on the liberal economic order the value of it well, so this is me, right. This gets to me as, as a populist, you know, and what I believe is that I think that we do need to go back to a system where, and this is where the phrase America first comes from, right? So uh, people get the mistake that America first means American only or that America should just go and do, do whatever they feel like. And that, no, that's not necessarily true. It's just that our government should exist for the benefit of the people who live within the confines of the country, right? Um, which is the opposite, obviously, of what Brian D said today. And so it is, it is in the benefit, obviously, of the United States 
to have military alliances, to have trade, to have economic relations, but we shouldn't put those global organizations and transnational organizations ahead of the interest of our own people. We need to go back to what, you know, might even be considered more of a, of a 19th century type of formulation in this idea of, sure, we can have these, these forums that exist. Right. And you can call it whatever you want, you know, but we should never become subservient to them. It should always be a forum which is subservient to the sovereignty of the nation itself. I feel like a lot of people are begging for that kind of world, though. Yeah. Right now, it's scary. Like when I was in New York, people were they really wanted a big government across the whole world to keep them safe from covid and we just and that's the opposite of what we've seen and that's and that's the by the way and that's the great reset right that's that's what the great reset is that's what the documentary we're working on is about that's what apparently why i got detained in davos for you know having the the audacity to to simply go there and talk about it we also went to geneva and talked about the world health organization's pandemic treaty that they're trying to push on the 104 to 94 nations and so this is the problem right the problem is that you have, for example, uh, I just mentioned Hong Kong, right? So when we were in Davos, um, we were going up and down the promenade. We went through a huge, so Russia's been kicked out, right? Ukraine everywhere. Everything's Ukraine, Ukraine flags, Ukraine house, underwritten by Viktor Pinchuk. Who's Viktor Pinchuk, by the way? He was the oligarch who at one point was one of the top donors to the Clinton Foundation, right? So one of the most powerful oligarchs within, mm-hmm. uh, within the Ukraine sphere. Um, Russia's been kicked out. Ukraine's everywhere. And we're told you have to support Ukraine because you support democracy. And we also, we went to Ukraine as well. And, um, we went down to, to Odessa and Mikolaya. My brother was with me. And the one thing though, the one word that I didn't hear anywhere at the World Economic Forum in Davos, it, there was no house for it. There was no speaker who mentioned it. There was no breakout session on it. And that was the word Taiwan. The word Taiwan was completely omitted from the world economic forum. And so my question was, was you guys care so you know, so much about democracy and freedom. Where's Taiwan on this? And it's simple because the CCP has set up a situation where they're in this military slash economic alliance with Russia and the BRICS nations, but they're also in an economic relationship with the West and the liberal world order because why? Because we've been financing them with Western capital since the 1970s, essentially since the death of Mao and the rise of, Xi, of um, Deng Xiaoping and post, um, you know, post Tiananmen Square, it was, the, it was the Bush family and it was uh, so many interests associated there to say, essentially, look, we're not going to push over the power of the CCP. We're going to make a deal with you. And Snowcroft goes over there and has the secret meeting, right? Because the CCP could have been on their last legs if we just pulled the rug out from under them and cut FDI immediately on June 5th, 1989. But that's not what Bush did when he was in office. He said, we're going to make a deal. We're going to make a deal with you. Our manufacturing is going to come over here. We're going to use your slave labor. That's where that's going to go. We keep the IP, right? So we get to maintain the companies, we get to maintain the power and the profits from it. You guys get all the manufacturing. And that's been the bulwark of this liberal world order because we've outsourced our manufacturing to Asia. We've outsourced our energy to the Middle East as it was. And this was something that Trump, when he was in office, was whether he meant to or not, right? Uh, that was what he was working to roll back. That's what gave us American energy, not just independence, but dominance. And that was why he was so opposed to NAFTA TPP, so many of these deals. Well, let's let's get serious about what's going on in the world, though. You talk about all of these very scary things, but let's talk about the source of their power. 
The Large Hadron Collider. Inverse reports, <laughs> the Large Hadron Collider restarts next week. Here's what it's hunting for. Also okay. right next I'm to Geneva, joking. by the way. Also mm. right there. Yep, it is. But I, I got, I got, I, I want to point something out. I am kidding. I think it's going to be fun that they restart this, but there's a lot of jokey, silly theories about. They're not they've... silly. <laughs> all right, all right, but hold on, you're going to love this one. Well, you know Geneva. So, that so really wait, wait. is like the global head. Oh, for sure, right? for sure. People Davos think it's the UN, but like Geneva really is. Like that's that's the main engine of the United okay, Nations. Okay, but it's, it's let's, all there. let's 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 first, let's first say this. Yeah, it's all it's the all Large Hadron Collider in Geneva is restarting next week. A lot of people think weird stuff is going on. We have this story from August 18th, 2016. Humans from this is from the Independent. You can see their little pride symbol next in their logo, even though it's MAGA month. What are they doing? Human sacrifice staged at CERN, home of the God oh. particle. CERN says the ritual could undermine the actual science that goes on at the organization. Now here, now they say a human sacrifice has been staged in the grounds of the European Organization for Nuclear Research, the home of the God particle. A video circulating online shows hooded figures apparently engaging in a ritual staged under a huge statue of a Hindu deity, at the end of which a woman is stabbed. But the footage appears to have been recorded as part of a prank by scientists. Then you get this on Wikipedia. The CERN ritual hoax. Okay, far be it from me to claim it was anything other than a prank. But it reminds me of a... Uh, uh, have you? Are you guys watching The Boys? Mm-mm. I know it. I haven't seen it. It's the new show on, uh, on, on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a point at which two characters are arguing... And then one character turns out to be recording. So the other character goes, you're not supposed to record when we're running lines. And I thought that was hilarious because, like, that's a way out of getting caught. So someone's filming you like, oh, we're just, we we were acting the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then I see this and it's like someone posts video footage showing a human sacrifice. And they're like, oh, it was a prank. It's just a prank, bro. Just art. It's just a prank. Just art. We just, we're just doing a, we got you, buddy. We got you. And you know, you know, but it looks like you stabbed that woman. (laughs) She's not stabbed. She's screaming. (laughs) That's that's acting. So so the issue is, look, here's what I'm going to say. I have no evidence of anything about what happened with that human sacrifice thing at CERN, but I'm not just going to believe the media when they're like, it's a prank, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, dude, I don't know. That doesn't debunk anything. You're just saying it's a prank. Well, you know, interference patterns. So if there's multiple frequencies going on that aren't the same, they interfere with each other and then you get a diminishment. um, And and if people are vibrating uh, and there's too many of them and their, their vibrations are interfering with each other. That would mean that you need to remove some of the interference. Well, I think I let think this is what let me, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I break good, down. Good, I'm yeah. talking about producing coherence. You want to you want to talk about conspiracy theories? Let's talk about conspiracy theories. What is going on? All right, check it out. So uh, there's the the fluoride conspiracy theory that it calcifies your pineal gland or whatever. I don't know what that means. Um, I guess it does. I don't know. Does it do anything about it? The idea is yes, it does. I've read scientific <clears throat> data that says the pineal gland can calcify. Yeah, and so people often say that that pineal gland is like the third eye to help you perceive the spiritual and stuff. Right. And by living in a world where we've 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 neutralized our abilities because of fluoride, we've essentially destroyed our third eye or whatever. And so there's that idea. And then this was a funny one. The double slit experiment, right? Right. You guys know about the double slit experiment? Yeah. Mm. You don't? Let me no. explain it. So uh, they, if you take a big sheet of metal and then you uh, behind it, you put a big target board. If you fire off a bunch of shotgun blasts at that sheet of metal with a single slit through it, when you go behind it, what will you see on the target board? A straight line of, of pellets mm-hmm. or, or, you know, of, or buckshot or whatever from the shotgun. So the, the plate shields everything but that slit. 
If you put two slits, what would you expect to see? Two straight lines right behind it. They did this with electrons. Through the single slit, they got what's called a, uh, a part, a particular, uh, a, a particulate pattern, a particle pattern, meaning a straight line of electrons okay. hit the back sensor. When they used two, the double slit, they got an interference pattern suggesting waves, mm. which is more like water. Hippies then went on to be like, whoa, that proves that the observer changes reality. And it's like, well, no, it's like the method by which we measured it changed wave, wave function collapse. So it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, but. A lot of people believe the double slit experiment proves that the observer plays a role in when reality collapses to a single point. That is, there could be an infinite number of universes and that you as an observer observing something determine when it collapses to a single position as opposed to a superposition. To oversimplify it again, your observation manipulates reality and creates it. If that is true, then the conspiracy theory goes, there are too many people on the planet. And all of their observations are interfering with each other, creating a chaotic world, which results in a Donald Trump presidency. So the conspiracy theory is global elites want to call as many people as possible, not because of overpopulation, but to diminish the amount of, of observers who are affecting reality. I think it's all magic talk mumbo jumbo and might as well just be a science fiction novel. But, but it is happening fun, right? through corporate media where they're giving us a distortion of information through that. It's like every time you read anything. It's I think what's happening in the double split, you got most of it right, but I think there's something about it was when they had two slits, if they fired the electrons through and no one was watching, they would come back later and they'd find two two pattern, two lines. But if they record it, and I could right, be getting right, right. it backwards, no, no, you're then right, they right. find the interference pattern. It's when the they, other way around. When they, when they measured which slit the electrons were going through, they got... They went through one or the other. Right. They got, they got a, a particle pattern. When they didn't measure it, they went through what looked All like both. Of it went through all and created a wave pattern. So that's when they were like, wow, the act of measuring which one it went through changed wave function. So collapsed. too much observation is creating too too stagnant of a reality mm. is the conspiracy theory. In reality, there's a much simpler explanation. Imagine there is an uh, – so, so I'm sorry for all the hippies out there who believe in the double slit experiment. I'm going to debunk it for you. Uh, or not debunk it, but cast doubt. Cause well, I, I always thought that it would make – that the simpler explanation would be it has something to do with the function of the measuring. Well, exactly. So yeah, here's I think the point. So. so imagine there is a table. And an ant is walking across the table. And you are like, I wonder how far that ant has walked. So you take a ruler and slam it on the table. And then the ant turns left. And you go, the act of observing the ant changed the direction. I can control ants with my mind. And you're like, no, dude, you put a ruler next to it and it got scared and ran away. Whatever you did to monitor the electron interfered with its function and changed what was going to happen. That's the simple answer. Right. A lot of the hippy dippy people are like, it means like when you look at it with your own eyes, it changes. But and it does like, indicate that the observation tool can interfere with behavior and wondering, we are observation tools. Are we inadvertently interfering with reality just by watching it? Like, no. Is that why meditation is so valuable? Because you, you remove yourself from the observer. But that is not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that when you slam a ruler next to an ant, you create a physical disturbance and the ant will change its behavior. Yeah, I think the physical disturbance not, of the observer is undetectable at this it is, stage. It is not the fact that a human eyeball is looking at a machine measuring an electron. It's that you are injecting something to the point where the electron is, causing it to physically interact. Mm-hmm. I bet when you're when you're thinking about something, you're doing that too. I don't. I don't believe that. It's, I don't think that. That's but been, you know, far be it for me. I don't know. But this is why is weird, let's huh? talk about meditation. Like, I mean, Twitter. I don't know if you guys feel it, but I get agitated when I get on there. Not always. Sometimes <laughs> I'm so agitated I don't realize <laughs> I'm Twitter, agitated. <laughs> well, like, I mean, that's everyone that's, opens Twitter and gets angry. Psychology. Have yeah. you ever meditated for like 20 minutes and come out like a placid lake? Well, it's nice to just get all the noise out for sure. I mean, 
You have to do it. And is it like if we don't meditate, they're gonna they're coming for your they're coming for your I don't thoughts? Know what I'm doing is meditating, but I'm trying to stay away from the phone and turn off the TVs. Well, I don't own a TV. So what is it? It's either either they're it. gonna try and reduce the population by making us have less kids, or we're all gonna start meditating and everyone's gonna chill. We're all gonna go to the metaverse. So think about this: if the, <laughs> the observation the thing and the meditations thing is real, that means prayer is real. Mm-hmm. Prayer is for sure real. And that but means what, yeah. the more people who believe in this and pray towards it and focus on it, the more real it becomes. Prayer seems to have a function. It's like dropping a pebble in a lake. If you pray once and you think healthy, you pray that, and then the pebble drops. Then you have no thought, and the ripples will go out, and things will become healthy. But if you keep thinking healthy, 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 it's like dropping a lot of pebbles and increase interference, and you didn't, don't get the effect that you intend. Didn't they do a study that found that people who are prayed for often recovered better or something like that? Yep. Yeah, I was reading. I was Absolutely. reading. I was. I was actually. I was reading some scientific study a, a while ago. I could be wrong though, but it sounds like you read it. I. I don't have the the details on me right now, but you know, just just stories like that and studies like that, and then and just just seeing the power of it in my life, seeing the power of it in in my career, politics. Um, you know, I, I, I undoubtedly right and with unreservedly believe in the power of prayer. Um, and I've, and I've been teaching it to my children as just part, we make it part of our daily life. You know, we do it before we eat, we do it before we go to bed. Um, we sit, we pray the rosary, right? That's, that's what we do, right? And it's not something where I'm like, you know, screaming at them, you know, you got that word wrong or something. Like you just make it, you make it part of life. Yeah. And it works in the opposite direction too for doom. You know, like in the town that I've been writing about uh, for the next book, although it's very religious, there's a lot of people who've, they're deeply connected right to the civil war. And the doom has never left this town. Mm, and like, yes, yes, it's just one thing after another. It's almost like they're manifesting it. I don't think they are, but it's, you know, they're, they're praying and there's people there who are deeply religious, but the, the younger generation right now is so filled with doom. I mean, it's, they're completely hopeless. And like, they're, it's like the town is inescapable. It seems like a metaphor for the country at large, perhaps for that age group. You know, but to, to it's, be it's scary. If you if you if you search on the internet, you can find sources telling you anything you want to hear. That's pretty Absolutely. true. Absolutely. The real challenge. Absolutely. 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 I found yeah. studies saying it's, it does help, and I found studies saying it doesn't help. Have you guys heard of Doctor Masaru Emoto? He did a study of human consciousness on water. He he'd focus prayer yes. on yeah. water and yeah. then measure the molecular structure of the water, and you'd see different patterns depending on the energy he was putting into it. And they'd be like, "No scientific method, prove it. Do it a million times, and then mm-hmm. show that." There's no, but he'd get different responses when he would do it, right. so it was impossible to prove with the scientific well, method. It, I think it disproves it. The sci- it dis it disproves it as per the scientific method, but that's not the only form of science. It's just one of the best ones we have right now. If he can't recreate the molecular structure through thought, then he's not yeah. doing anything. According to scientific method, he's not. He's but just because, but it. it does seem to be happening. He just can't but explain it necessarily. It doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah. If, if you if you so, up, so, cool. so this is a guy he like took water, and then he like prayed on it, and he would focus on a word like anger or pain. And then he would take a look at the molecular structures and find patterns emerging. But he couldn't recreate any of the patterns, so it's just random noise. For all we know, it's just the water hit other water and then shuffled into a pattern. Then he prayed and went, I must have done that. It's like, well, you couldn't recreate it, so you clearly didn't. Yeah, it's not recreatable. That's the thing about the scientific method, though, is it's like recreate it or get out. And sometimes things aren't recreatable. They just happen. You know, they call them miracles sometimes Uh in in the religious sense. um, But I think the scientific method, we created it. As it's it's a it's a newer form of science, but it doesn't mean it's going to be the final form of science. I, I think eventually we'll figure out there's more to what's going on than the hard matter that we that we perceive. Donald Trump was memed into the presidency. Have you guys seen that uh, that doc, that that internet hist- history about meme magic and all the weird stuff that happened? Mm. 
You know about it, right? Have I seen it? <laughs> Did you make it? <laughs> Do not speak to me of, of the deep magic. <laughs> I was there when it was Which <laughs> I was there when it was written. When it was written. Yo, the Donald Trump Keck conspiracy stuff. It's crazy. Look, they summoned a an Egyptian chaos god, <laughs> right? <laughs> to summon the Donald right? Trump, right? Which no, because people were, and you know, because there was a certain mm, avatar meme that was very popular in 2015 and 2016 of a frog, alt right, you know, you know, of course, right? Which, which again, it had nothing to do with with that sort of thing. It was just sort of like. It was it was the idea that and frogs have have generally been associated with 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 like chaos right for you know throughout history and they're they're just they're a cha- they're a chaotic creature ever try to catch one and so people were looking this up and apparently the Egyptian god of chaos was actually a frog named Keck named Keck here's and this, so this is how crazy yes. it is right in World of Warcraft when you were playing the opposing faction if you were playing the alliance you saw the horde if they typed lol the translator would turn it into kek. So a meme emerged among young people where they would say Kek instead of LOL for laugh out loud. Right. Kek is the Egyptian god of chaos, a frog, Pepe. Then there was that uh, that album. What was that album with the, the Chatelet. Chatelet with and, and it was a frog like it was all Italian. The, right. Yeah. All these weird things started coming together. And then there's just a whole bunch of like 4chan posts where it was like someone said something like if I get trips. So when you post, you get a code, a string of a string of numbers. And they're like, if I if you get three in a row at the end, something happens. And it was like all sevens or whatever. It was like Donald Trump becomes president and the whole post was all sevens. It legit. It's like probably one of the funnest and funniest. I wouldn't call it a conspiracy theory, but like trippy Internet video to watch that you want to believe is true. All this crazy. Ian's freaking out. You're making me think of pattern recognition and patterns because I don't think that we're as free and, and wild and chaotic as we seem as humans or as reality exists. Like it, it does seem like we're cycling towards a pat, like involved in some sort of mm. mega structure that we don't necessarily, or that I don't understand right now. Well, there, there's even the, um, the Egyptian hieroglyphic for Keck, if I remember correctly. It, it looks like a guy at a computer. No, that was fake. That was fake. That was fake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. Oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> oh, so, so fake. They were real hieroglyphics. Yeah. But they didn't say Keck. And then so people put it together because it was funny. Oh, no that, way. That sucks. Yeah, that's the reality of a lot of the stuff you that think was is my being favorite magic. One. I don't think the Egyptian. Because it, it was like a guy at a computer and then there was like a symbol in between. And then yeah. there was, and then there was, and there was the guy, right? And they said that the symbol in between was meme magic happening. <laughs> well, this is why they had to, uh, get rid of the social media platforms because, um, and I'm saying this as a joke, because people were using them to effectively pray and mass to Keck, Egyptian <laughs> god of chaos, and it was working. So the powers that be, the big tech Silicon Valley people banned them to stop the praying to Keck. It's true. I'm Obviously. kidding, but... So is, so is this why Elon hasn't tweeted in, what, Here, look, over a week? This yeah. is the actual, the actual Keck thing. It's, it's, it is a, there is a person sitting there, That's but, pretty close. That's but it's pretty close to what the other one was. Right. But the other one had... It would look like a, a terminal. It looked more like, like a, a terminal. Yeah, 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 it looked like a terminal. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone saw it coming. I mean, I, I might even roll the dice here and say that no one on Earth saw this connection before it happened. Saw what? what the LOL would spell Keck, which was a frog that they used to laugh with Pepe. 
So it, it all, it's, it sort of just came together this way and it's very crazy. Like in World of Warcraft, CAC meant laugh out loud. So people started saying CAC instead of laugh out loud. The Pepe meme emerges. Then people start discovering that CAC is a real thing. There was Kekistan. You know the Kekistan. Oh, I know. Well, I was a mines moderator at the time. <laughs> yeah. So you're really, like, well, it here's a home of the Kekistan essentially for yep. really about a year. The oppressed Kekistani people. Tim, do you think that Free we Kekistan. are in like a vibrational superstruct, like a, in, in like a, Simulation is a vague way of saying, but do you think we're in like a pattern? In a pattern? The universe is, of course, a pattern. Everything functions. Like math proves the universe is is a pattern. It's just a massive one we can't comprehend the entirety of, at least as far as we can tell. But uh, uh, if there was no pattern, we'd be chaos. There'd be no order. There'd be no structure. There'd be no human body. There'd be no stars. So, of course, there's pattern. And if people, if you pay attention, you start to see the pattern. But a lot of people aren't paying attention. I noticed with internet video. It's like, have have you talked, whenever we talk to people who do DMT... They're like the machine elves tell you that. I think Michael Mouse was saying this that uh, reality is like a song. Yeah. It, it it goes in loops with like here's the here's the chorus and then here's the body and then mm-hmm. it loops and it's just like music being played. Uh, Cernovich has been doing a lot of uh, interviews lately about ayahuasca, which is mm-hmm. which is sim- it's sort of like the plant based version of DNT. And uh, he was on with with Alex Clark on Spillover talking about this, and he did an interview with Charlie Kirk about it. And one thing that he said and that I thought was interesting was that he said it, people say, are you hallucinating? He said, no, it felt like the hallucination was falling away. Like, like that wow. place felt more real. Like this is yep. where it all started. Mm-hmm. I've heard and, that a lot. And, yeah. and, and you realize that the world that we, we perceive as the real world is like, that's the one that is the hallucination. You want to, you want to hear something funny to everybody listening? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. I know what the afterlife is. You guys ready for this? Let's yeah. go. Every single person watching the show, one day your time will come. And then as you pass, you will see a bright light in front of you that you'll, you'll rush through. And then all of a sudden you'll sit up from your couch and you're Ian and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. We all, we all good for you. Yeah. Ayahuasca is very interesting. It's a, it's a combination of a, a, a vine and a root bark, the mimosa root bark, and they boil them together and they boil them again. And then um, you drink it and it – your body starts producing DMT endogenously, meaning from the inside you make your own DMT, mm. and then there's I don't, normally your body can inhibit the DMT, so you don't always you're not always tripping, but it has an inhibitor for the inhibitor. Well, so when you so consume it. What happens is the plant so has dimethyltryptamine. Was it dimethyltryptamine? That's DMT. DMT in it, but your body will destroy it and it won't be absorbed. When they mix it, they're adding an MAOI inhibitor, which bonds to it and allows it to enter your body and then... So it's in the plant and your body starts producing it in excess, maybe. Now, I've only sipped on ayahuasca and it was delicious. It tasted like grass. Like if you ever chew on grass, it's very bitter. Mm -hmm. It was really concentrated, dark brown grass juice. Mm -hmm. And I sipped on it and immediately felt the DMT... Uh, clarity, like when I go into chan- when I make an internet YouTube videos or internet videos, and I start channeling my thoughts, and I don't even remember what I said, but that's why I started recording them in the first place because I was like, I, I remember it was cool what I said, I just don't remember what it was. How long is the high so, last when you're drinking it? Uh, it was like for I took a sip, and then it was like within 30 seconds, I felt that rush of clarity, mm. and then after about a minute, it started to dip dip mm. out. But I had so, just taken a tiny sip. Wow. Just to just to clarify, I know the surface level stuff about ayahuasca, but just to pull it up. Ayahuasca is notorious for its psychedelic properties produced from the combination of MAOIs found in Benisteriopsis, copy vine, and NN dimethyltryptamine from 
Psychotria viridis or Diplopteris carburana. Basically, it is, um, it's a, so MAOI inhibitor is a, um, What's 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 the word? Well, the I means inhibitor. I believe. Exactly. So what, what's there's a word for when you say ATM machine. Yeah, it's like, repetitive. <laughs> yeah, there's a word for that. It's but, called uh, the monoamine oxidase inhibitor. So MAO inhibitors. Yes, MAO, MAO inhibitors. Yeah. That that at the same time as DMT allows your body to absorb it. That's what people do. I, I I'm really fascinated by this. DMT is such a fascinating subject, and especially with all the weird meme magic and stuff. I don't understand how an adult human can't look at the scientific research on DMT, look at the the history of ayahuasca, and then look at the strange phenomenon around things like meme magic and deja vu and all of these strange things and not just conclude there is something magical to the universe Which, beyond our pr- and, comprehension. And, and the history to um, to put out there, I mean this is this is South American, this is the Am- this is the Amazonians, this is Peru uh, this is something that, that has gone back. I mean, you're there, and there are, there are stories that have come out of the Amazon talking about these types of, um, what we would consider hallucinations or hallucinogens. And it, it, you know, people essentially state that this was the shamanistic drink, right? This yeah. is something that goes back thousands of years. Did you guys see the, I think it was a panther chewing on the vine and then tripping his balls off? <laughs> it's a video on YouTube. Oh, really? It's, he's rolling around and looking at the sky. It's so awesome. Wow. Yeah. DMT I just, is not I, just for humans. Joe Rogan was talking about it a couple years ago. I was, uh, um, you know, whenever I talk to people about religion and stuff, I always talk about how they're just, there, there are things that seem to be beyond probability that it seems so incredibly rare that it, it's, it, it, sure it could happen or that perhaps as close as a, as you get to a miracle. But the meme magic stuff, you can explain away a whole lot of. How did, you know, Pepe come to be the symbol? It was a meme. It was a meme. Where did Keck come from? Well, someone noticed there was an Egyptian deity, which was a frog named Keck. And they said, Hey, it's really funny that we use the frog meme and we say Keck. So they make Keck the God. Some of that can be explained away. But a lot of that coincidence is just purely chaotic and magical in some sense. I don't mean magic like a genie blinking and manifesting. I mean just like serendipitous. Like there is an ebb and flow to the universe and things that you'd think are are are, are rare are less rare than they really are. Then you listen to these stories about the research on DMT, how people trip on DMT but then share an experience. And you're like, there's something else out there. How well, was could it, you, was it how that could you just shared? Think, was it what they shared the experience or was it that I think the study that I read was that they had the same experience um, separately? No, no. Um, people like uh, I, I'm not going to name people, but people you've known from the show, like we've talked to, have said they were with each other. So they're they 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 take DMT and then pass out on the couch right. and then were in the same place talking with each other. That's amazing. Dang. Yeah, something maybe, I maybe maybe I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Maybe it's they fill in the gaps afterwards. Like they're you've you've brain right. damaged yourself. Right, memory. Works and then you're backwards. like, right. And then maybe you go, oh man, it was like there's a giraffe there. And then I remember I said you should do a backflip, and they go, you did say to do a backflip. Mm. We were there together, and it's like, or maybe you just did drugs, right? Something I encountered a lot in the hmm. in, in Georgia in this town was a coincidence all the time. Every time I turn around, there was another coincidence. One small one would be like you know having a, a general and a or a colonel in the union whose name was Jefferson Davis. But another one would be like uh, in this town in Washington, uh, this writer who I, I found her book, she wrote like all like the straight reporting from like the early 1900s. Everything was about like this stump has been removed or this person has died, whatnot. But one was uh, this woman was sick. 
and it was like 1890 and she traveled 40 miles north and uh that night she woke from in a fever and had a dream and told her husband uh that town has burnt down and she told him the direct path of the fire and then the next day this guy came up on the train and said uh the the town burnt down and then wow. the father went the husband went down and it was like the same path and like okay that's that's weird maybe but like the fact that that lady had written so much straight reporting like i'm like that's crazy but that she had that there are so many stories like that yeah. throughout human history i wonder yeah. if a lot of it can be explained away but yeah. every so often you're like come on i wonder if it's like pattern recognition like you see the vibe subconsciously you see the the wind blowing through the trees and then that you know deep in your soul that that means that something is going to happen tomorrow like a guy's going to say hello to you around 11 o'clock if it's that or if it's more like we're tapped into some external vibration that we are but we're detached from it right now i think because we're not paying attention enough and i'm i think i was experiencing so many coincidences in in this town because i was hyper aware of the town i'm there and doing a ton of research so Every time, every day, there was some new weird coincidence, whether it was personal or in my research or whatever. But I think that's because I was like so uh, observant of this one thing, and I think it happens on a, hopefully on a broader scale for people. I really like the magnetic universe theory. You guys studied the electric universe theory at all? Mm. Thunderbolt's project is doing a lot of good work on it, and um, it basically indicates like gravity as we know it is actually a form of magnetism. Maybe it's like um, I don't know what they call it when so- a wheel starts to spin so fast that it looks like it's spinning backwards. Right. It was a resonant mm. frequency, so you've got like this resonating frequency of magnetism that looks like gravity, but it works like it. The closer you get to Earth, the faster you get stuck to it. Just like a magnet, the closer a magnet. Gets to a magnet the faster it gets stuck to it and so i wonder if we're inside of like just this magnetic field vibrating and so it's all obviously a we're inside the black hole that cern created in 2008 right yeah we're still in there yeah sorry the earth was destroyed we all got sucked in i'm just imagining it's uh you said 2008 you said or 2016 i I thought it was 2008 when it started oh they started it yeah but in 2016 they fired it up and all of a sudden trump won earlier but yeah they they only fire every few years is it so so is the is the original timeline still there somewhere well, Oof. I'm just imagining they're like, you know, they're flicking all the switches and they're like getting ready to fire it up. And then all of a sudden they're like, are we ready? All right. Ten, nine. And then all of a sudden like a gasket blows and like, where are they like, what's going on? The power levels are going through the roof. What do we do? Shut it down. I can't. It's locked in. <laughs> and then everyone in turns like, no. And then like a wave just ripples across the universe. And then all of a sudden like. Donald Trump is about to give his concession speech and then the wave just hits everyone and then all of a sudden he goes, I'm the president and everyone's like, yeah, and they're all clapping and cheering. That's how it happened. Feels that way. Yep. I think we're trapped in it. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton was in like a protective case like <laughs> sphere with her, with her, uh, you know, security team and they're like, what just happened? And then they look at the TV and they're like, the timeline changed. And she's like, no, no. And you know what happened? The Russians mm. planted a device in CERN overloading the power supply. To manipulate the timeline. Putin. That's a, that'd be a that'd be a fun movie, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like this. <laughs> the gas prices are high because of CERN. You're saying, I right, 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 right. Such weird. That's what I always say when um whenever the simulation's going crazy. I'll I'll tweet this. Sometimes they're like uh like they got they got CERN cranked up again, don't they, boys? Yeah. Simulations <laughs> run, run a little hot right now. You just you, you just turn it down and just it, a little bit. It's not the only super collider in the world. They've been doing this for a while. Like I think they wanted to do CERN here in the beginning. Well, we we, we have no. um we, we have, have Fermilab. Yeah, yeah, smaller. My my favorite bit is that we're in a simulation, but it's not like some grand intelligent being. It's just like some dude in college who's playing a video game. He's like mm-hmm. playing, you know, simulation Earth 27. And then is like he like 
puts his drink down to go to the bathroom and sets the controller down. And then when he comes back, his little brother's playing. And he goes, Billy, what are you doing? Dude, give me the controller. Oh, not Donald Trump's president. Come on. I got to fix this. I think for sure we cracked some sort of code in the simulation when we harnessed electricity because we're able to listen to the past now. We have a, like a portal. Like this video, people are watching it now from where we did this before. You're listening to it now, but you're listening to it from when have it was Have you gone before. back and watched those those like early, early restoration videos that people have done from yeah. like the 1890s? Like Mark Twain? Jackson's documentary about World War One. No, no, the, oh man, it's such one of the best war documentaries. But it's it's well, the ones that get me though is it, it'll just be someone, and you can tell that it's the first camera, first certainly first video camera that anyone's ever seen because people are walking past it in the street, and it's like this is what 1890s Paris looked like, yeah. and people are walking past the camera, oh, yes. going like, what the heck is that thing? Mm-hmm. Why is it here? Why are you filming us? And the people have gotten really in. Um, there's one YouTuber that does it. And it's, he'll put, he'll, cause they were, they were silent, right? But he's got, he goes in and puts in like period specific sound effects. And it's, is one of the most trippy things that you'll ever see because mm-hmm. you're looking at, and you know that everyone in this video is dead, mm-hmm. right? That's the one thing I always think, but it literally, to, to your point, Ian, it's, it's, we are looking into a mirror and an image into the past through electricity. Yeah. It's a portal portal. I, I want, I've noticed with internet video, I started in 06 and I started doing the manifestation thing where I would mm-hmm. tell people this, something is real. And then if people would believe it, it would start to seem more real. And things started to like coalesce. Like, like I would just say it's going to, something's going to happen. I mean, there's pun thousands of videos up of me doing this stuff uh, or a thousand or something. And it was like, how am I so tapped into reality now? Like before I felt so helpless. Like I was an observer on reality. And then I started doing internet video and I felt like I was controlling and creating reality. No, but, but tied this back to what we were talking about earlier, right? You know, governments have had this power for a long time, right? The Gulf of Tonkin incident, right? You know, you go back to the 1960s, and you straight up people were, were told, right? We were attacked. America was attacked and we need to go to war because this happened. And you had people that fought, um, Syria, not just fought in the war, but also fought serious political battles based on the, and for them, they believed that truth so inherently. Um, you could say the same thing for the Maine, the USS Maine in the Spanish American War, um, which was even a little bit less government intervention, more, it would, they consider it yellow journalism, uh, of the time and, and, uh, Hearst and gets into all that stuff. And multiple, what, how many wars have been started because of something like this? And so the question is, was this a power, right? Was this a persuasion power that was used by governments and in some cases by media because they've basically understood that if you just tell that big enough, right, you, you do for all intents and purposes make it real. Dude, it's mm-hmm. so crazy to think that all of history that we know of is just told to us. If the news are fake, imagine history. Yep. So someone super chatted us saying I should read about the delayed choice, delayed choice quantum eraser experiment, which is right. even trippier than the double slit. I, I was reading through it a little bit. I would need to read it several times to actually start to understand it properly. Some of those like, Wikipedia articles where it's it's so long it doesn't you, like you can't even understand what it's about. Well, you can. It's oh, just okay. you you've really got to break it down and, and and understand what a lot of these things mean because it's they're they're foreign terms in a lot of senses, right? But uh, they basically say this: some have interpreted the result to mean that the delayed choice to observe or not observe the path of the idler photon changes the outcome of an event in the past. Note in particular that an interference pattern may only be pulled out for observation after the idlers have been detected. Basically, 
The simple simple version of this, as best as I can uh, simplify it, the double slit experiment was we did this thing and we noticed that when we were trying to measure it, we got a, a particle pattern. When we didn't watch, we got a wave pattern. With this one, they said the choice to observe it after the fact altered the event in the past. That's possible because if you think of a photon, it's a ball, it's a sphere. But what, And then you think of a, a light wave, it's a wave where it goes up and then down and up. And I think what's happening is we're looking at a sideways cut of a bunch of beads of photons, but we're only seeing the top line above it and then the bottom line below the next photon. So we're actually seeing like a two-dimensional view of the photon that's a string. It's like on, and if you whack, wave one of the photons, it's waving the entire string, which would be the past. String theory. I don't know if that, I don't know much about string theory. That's base, it's sort of it. But that's the general idea is that, um, or at least that's, that's an idea that when we see a particle where they're entangled, Particles it's actually, the same object we're seeing that's like, imagine it's in our dimension that goes into the fifth dimension, then it comes back into our dimension. Right. It's one sheet we see the ends of. They both vibrate because you're dangling it in the other dimension. It's being impacted. So what you're saying is that on the, uh, there is another end of the sheet where the Berenstein bears <laughs> still exist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. I think this one's been answered actually. Uh, it was answered because someone pointed out there was a, a run of Berenstein bear books or videos that used EIN mm-hmm. because they were really low quality mass produced garbage. Hmm. And so there was no quality control. Some people actually got Berenstein bears, but there was very few of them. Now that it's the future and we've digitized everything, the actual IP being Berenstein bears confused those who got the, the garbage misprint versions. Dang. It really is a simple observation. Like there was one, um, like the, like the Shazam thing. Where they're like, remember the movie where Sinbad was a genie? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're just confusing the one where Shaquille O'Neal was the genie or whatever. Like, it's very obvious you're just making a mistake. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, Mandela effect would be fun, but uh, I, I, let's have some fun with this. Uh, so you guys know what the Mandela effect is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From that idea, people have created uh, this this community about dimensional jumping, where they believe that if the Mandela effect is real, meaning that you can inadvertently be transported to another dimension then you can control transporting yourself to the, to another dimension. And so what they do is they they say that you need sensory deprivation to isolate yourself from the from reality so that you can go in and then visualize the reality you want to jump to and if the reality is close enough to yours you can enter it. Speaking of which, Dang. also look into that and then watch the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once because that movie was I really heard that funny. was good. They kind yeah. of do that in Fringe too though when they drug her up and put her in the in the tank. And she goes to the Yeah, other but dimension. that's like in French there's like two realities. Yeah, there's not These like people multiple. believe that there's an infinite number of realities and that right. the the idea is you can only jump to a reality close to yours. Because l- l- let's say you're uh you know, Jack Pesote. In your reality, a close reality would be you, but you didn't come to Timcast tonight. That's a close enough universe to yours because the divergence is only an hour away that if you were to successfully dimensionally jump you could jump to the reality where you didn't come. See, I was even thinking of something more along the lines of like, you know, let's say one of your past relationships that was somebody you broke up with was the one that that stuck, right? And so you did get married to, you know, the girl from high school or and that but those, you're still together. Or is that too far? Too far, right? Oh, okay. So you wouldn't be able to jump to a universe even where you didn't come here today because that's a, a huge split. But there could be something very, very simple like you didn't send that text message or mm-hmm. that's, it's like 
as the as the universes diverge from probability, it's harder and harder to leap to the one where a change didn't happen. But there are people who who genuinely they'll say like this is crazy stuff. They'll post and Reddit and they'll be like, I've done it. I jumped from a universe where my girlfriend was dead and now she's alive. And it's just like, come on, dude. No, you didn't. But they'll say things like, I was there and I was looking at the photo of her remembering what it was like when she was around. And then I successfully did it. And she walked in the room and I started crying and she didn't know why. And she's here now. And it's like, or you're crazy. Or on, on, uh, it up. so coast, you, do you ever listen to coast to coast AM? Art uh, Bell, George oh yeah, back, back in the day, day back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, so Art Bell, um, uh, from Pahrumpf, Nevada. Um, I'm sure there's people in the chat don't know what I'm talking about that he used to do some nights where he would call in. And if you ever worked, if you ever worked nights in like, uh, the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, you definitely listen. He just, he just dominated late night radio and it was a lot of paranormal, mm-hmm. you know, chat, but he used to do, all right, we're doing the time travelers hour. I want all time travelers to call and they would call in. <laughs> they would call it. I'm, I'm yeah, from, there, I'm from. You know, 45 years in the future, 50 years in the future, and they were to be describing show things. To prank. You know, well, but, and, but. well, the Stephen Hawking did this once. He held a, um, he held a party for time travelers, and then he sent the invitations out after the party. Right. Yeah. So you guys know about John Teeter, right? Mm. The old internet conspiracy theory the where that, you know about it. Yeah, yeah. So where, uh, I think on Luke's, on We Are Change, Luke's website, everyone's byline is John Teeter. But the idea is that this guy came back and he was like, I'm from the future. Here's what happened in my future. Here's what I'm doing here in the past. And if the future, if, if the universe is a whole bunch of probabilities and you're going down one path and multiple in the multiverse exists and every, every option you have creates a, a new universe, right. then it's entirely possible someone could come from the future and be like, in my future, you know, uh, Trump Jr. gets elected president in 2024 and you're like, but he's not even running. And then you're like, well, my future was different because, you know, and then, 2024 could come around and then Trump Jr. doesn't even run for office. And you're like, then how could that guy have been from the future? That makes no sense. Well, because in his version of the future, it was different. So that's what John Teeter was saying, that by coming to the past, they've already changed the future in ways they couldn't even imagine. So if what they say happens doesn't happen, it's not their fault. Like they're telling you the truth. It's like, oh, that's very very convenient for you. (laughs) Very convenient. It's possible that people in the future, their behavior is changing our behavior now, but that we wouldn't know that. I'm really fascinated with this quant, the delayed choice quantum eraser that you can affect the past because, well, for many reasons, but I don't think time isn't real. Time is like, uh, we, we invented it to kind of describe getting somewhere on, on time, but ultimately things are just moving. Everything's moving, spinning around itself and moving and like. Time exists. I don't see why you can't alter. Well, time exists because entropy exists. Time is your perception of other things moving. So what? So, I think one simple way to explain it, we exist in four dimensions. We can manipulate three. I think of time kind of like if you were falling down uh, an endless pit, you can't go back up. It's a spatial dimension. We recognize it's a spatial dimension, up and down, but you have no control because gravity is pulling you straight downwards. You can move around left and right and, and, and you know, up, down, left and right, or I should say forward, backwards, left and right, but you can't go up. 
And that's what time is. We're, we're effectively falling through time. However, if you drilled a hole all the way through the earth, minus the core, just got the core out of there, and then you fell down the hole, you'd fall, and you'd accelerate, 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 till you got to the center, and then you'd keep falling, and but you'd start to slow down, slow down, slow down, you come out the other end, and then you'd fall back into the hole Wouldn't, all the way super fast. melt. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Minus the heat. <laughs> Wouldn't that feel amazing, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, if yeah. you're, like, falling at terminal velocity, yeah. and then you pass the point, you become weightless to the center, it ejects you out the other side, and then you go up, become weightless for a second then come straight back down and just slingshot wow. maybe time Fun works ride, like right? that <laughs> yeah someone tell that's Elon true to build yeah, that. Yeah. that time so here's the thing about so time you're travel, stuck though. inside time here's what you need to understand about mm-hmm. time travel though the patterns in your brain that have developed over time make you you if you were to go um if you were to like rewind time your brain rewinds along with time so you need to isolate yourself from time which means your your time would have to keep going forward while all time went backwards. Mm. That's probably why, like this, like this time travel doesn't make sense unless you went into a ship. So the issue that people don't realize with time travel, when a person gets in a ship and then presses the button and it transports back in time, while time is going the other direction or you're moving through a hole in space, you're moving forward through time while going the other direction. That makes no sense. It would be like saying. It would be like saying falling while you're jumping. You know what I mean? Mm. That's probably why I think backwards time travel makes no, doesn't exist. It doesn't seem to. But the video is like a form of backwards time travel, only that we're perceiving the past. I think our experience of time is just different. Like when they talk about uh, traveling near the speed of light around the lip of a black hole, like your time up there would you know, seem to say the same, but down in Earth or wherever you came from, it would, it would go along without you. So when you came back, you'd be the same age, but they would have rapidly aged. So you're experiencing times different. That's just like, like Stephen Hawking's uh, theory of it. Someone in the chat made a good point. Uh, what's actually happening is that as we move forward through time, the past is eaten by giant testicle-looking monsters oh, that okay. uh, just called the Langoliers. Called the Langoliers. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's that true. is the yeah. delayed choice <laughs> the testicle delayed choice. quantum. Yeah. <laughs> the Langoliers. <laughs> I, I like. I enjoyed that movie. That was fun. That was a great movie. Yeah. Gigantic, weird, walnut-looking things eat everything. They eat the past. They eat the past, yeah. yeah. If we can change the past, then we could change the thoughts of people before and fix now or at least alter. Because they say that light. I think that would be a horrible idea. I think, you know, <laughs> you know, what you know, what you know I was like, what if you could go back in time and then warn Trump and like, here's what you need to do. And I just thought about what would happen if you did. You, you. You, you appear just in the Oval Office, like in a. No, you know there's like, a. Hold on, like, and there's like a black <laughs> ring of smoke around you, and you stand up, and you're like, "Mr. President, I'm from the future. This is everything that happens, and what you need to, need to do. You need to take these actions." He goes, "Excuse me, excuse me, no, I'm not. Listen, I don't know you. I'm doing what I want." You're like, "No," and you get dragged out, and then he just does the same thing he was going to do. No, anyway. you know, the, you know the the Ben and Baron theory, right? What is it? Yeah, that, that, that Bannon is Baron. That no, no, no. That, that um, that Bannon is Baron from the future, sent, <laughs> oh. sent back <laughs> to warn Trump that makes more sense. about what's going on, but he can't reveal it right. because Paradox. you know that would you know that would Bannon that would yeah, that would challenge all of it, which also doesn't work because of Baron's um um height at this point. <laughs> yeah. But no, but no, Bannon, he's, he's pretty tall, isn't he? Baron's like six nine now. Yeah, but you know when you get older, you start. To, uh, yeah, 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 well, the time travel, the dilation effect, obviously scrunches you down. Compresses your spine because you're, yeah. you're compressing your molecules. You know, right? No, no, no. The look, dilithium look. crystals. Yeah. Baron knew that he would be exposed as a time traveler. Right. So he underwent a radical procedure to alter his appearance because in the future, Baron is at with the scientists at CERN, and they're like, "We've developed time travel," and then he looks in the mirror and he goes. Oh, 
I'm Steve Bannon. Yeah. And so then they were like, we must conform you to how Bannon was supposed to look. And right, so right. then they send him back in time. You know you can see the future because the light that hits your eye is moving faster than the object. Mm-hmm. So you see it coming before it gets there. Like when someone throws a baseball at you, mm-hmm. you see it coming. That's why people can anticipate where something's going to be. So in that moment when someone's about to speak, you sense it before they say it, which is why your feelings alter their behavior. You actually see the past. You, Good you, point. You, you see slightly what you see is a slight delay. You from what determine the future right. by seeing the past. So, like when we, and it's easy to understand when you look at mm. uh, outer space and things are thousands of light years away. Right, we're seeing it. Th- yeah. Took the it light. Could be delayed. Delayed. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The so one, the one that gets me though, Ian, to your point though about you know you can sense when someone's about to speak. The one that gets me and having, um, you know, so we've got, uh, you know, I've got two little kids. I've got my wife. Um, uh, my wife's parents live with us. So we've got you know, big household, right? Um, Cass Castle, right? Big household, right? But when you walk into a place and you know that it's empty, right? And you know that no one's home, right? You can sense it. Mm-hmm. You can sense that I am in an empty house right now because there's something... And it's not just the noise. It's not just the, you know, the, it's, it's, there is a lack, right? There is a lack of spirit. There is a lack of, of sense. And you know that nobody's around. And then I'm the one who's paranoid and walks room to room to make sure no one's hiding in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I still do that, <laughs> obviously. Psilocybin really created like a, a differential between living and non-living to mm-hmm. me. Like I see these water bodies in action and then I see solid walls and I'm like, wow, this, we, we put this stuff here like a set piece. And I, we are very different than the set piece, that's for sure. But it blends in when you're not, when the psilocybin's not in my system, it starts to blend in and I just see everything, you know? Oh, so we, we gotta go to Super Chats, but I wanna make one point too, cause we we're talking about time as we are, we are falling through the dimension of time we can't move. And I was just thinking like, you, Ian, you mentioned what if when time reaches the apex, it becomes weightless. And then once it reaches the other side, it gets pulled back into the direction and everything rewinds rapidly. And then I was like, I'm just thinking, or there's a brick wall and the universe is just falling in. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because there's no way to know. If we're all moving the same speed, we wouldn't know it's moving at all. One day we're all just existence. It's... But let's read Super Chats. If you haven't already, (laughs) would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, grill that like button, become a member at TimCast.com, we only need about like 800 and some odd thousand more members so that we can beat the Daily Wire. Which, <laughs> all right. Woo. If, if 800,000 of you were to sign up, we still wouldn't be beating the Daily Wire. So, uh, thanks for your support though. And, uh, you know, good, for, uh, one, one day we will be a large company. We'll expand to that point and we're really excited for what they're doing, but, uh, we could use your support as well. So again, uh, share the show with your friends. You can follow us at Tim Castile on Instagram. Let's read what you got to say. All right. Vanessa McCarthy Ledesma. Says, or is that what it says? In reference to yesterday's IRL, if you made a $2 version, can you call it Tim Buck Twos? I like that a lot. A $2 version <laughs> of what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it was your, your money. Oh, that the, one. You have it right in front of you. The Tim Rocks. Oh, Tim Rocks. That's right. Tim Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Bucks Oh, that's right. I mentioned making Tim Bucks. Yeah. That's right. Tim Bucks, yeah. All right. Albidam says, Happy MAGA Month! Tis the time to kiss hands and shake babies. That's exactly. Right. That is right. <laughs> Trip I, I throw my babies up in the air yeah, constantly. Gotta teach them balance and all that. Yeah. They can catch themselves. Yeah. Trip Suck says, Ian is on fire this week. I'm Catholic, but Seamus makes it sound crazy. Jesus walking on water is not literal. He was showing us we could reach a higher plane, our full potential, be better, ascend. P.S. Catholic means universal. Oh, well, there you go. 
I love, I love making sense of past stories. That's for sure. John Kirsten says, starting MAGA month with my birthday, full American flag outfit with We Are Change shirt. By the way, Poso, not liking cargo shorts is un-American. Still love you. Cargo <laughs> shorts are not allowed. When was the last time you wore cargo shorts? Um, probably the 90s. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oversized t-shirt too? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I had the chain. Remember the chains? Oh, no. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That you wore on top of the t-shirt, obviously. Oh, dang it. Yeah, All right. Kyle says, Tim, get someone on to talk ESG and how it's destroying the economy and forcing corporations to go woke. Also, graphene is a cult. Uh, let's get, uh, you want to hit up James Lindsay? We should have him back on. I mean, I I mean, ESG in, in general though, it's, so why, why, why we say get woke, go broke, but that's actually not right. So, um, it's, it's more of a tease, right? It's not a law. And so, uh, with the ESG system and this, this is starting to fall apart, right? And that's why we're seeing the economy overheating and, and the, the, the fakeness of our economy is, is coming apart at the seams is that, um, it's, it's similar to the Cantillion effect, which is, this idea that this French economist came up with in basically the Middle Ages, right? And he realized that when, whenever a new gold mine was discovered somewhere in the kingdom, that it wasn't the people who lived around the gold mine or even the people who discovered the gold mine were the ones that benefited. The ones who benefited from the new gold or the influx of new gold into the system were the ones closest to the throne. And so... Uh, this is the same thing you see now because with money printing from the Fed, which is essentially what it is, and Spike was talking about it the other day, um, that they've, they've taken all the brakes off of this. And that, that is disintermediated now through the big money market managers. So your BlackRock, your Blackstone, Vanguard, State Street, those corporations, they get the money first, right? Essentially from the Fed and, and banks in general, they get it. And then the way they dole it out to other companies is not based on your shareholder value, which company's doing better. It's through this ESG system, who's being the wokest out there. And so you're getting your fresh injections of capital through this overheated funny money because you are meeting your woke quotient. So when Netflix puts out a movie like this or when Disney you know, puts um, LGBT scenes in Lightyear, kicks out Tim Allen, or uh, uh, yeah, Tim Allen, yeah, Tim. Um, then you're, you're increasing your ESG score. That's why we're getting this. All right, Raymond G. Uh, Raymond G. Maga Stanley Jr. Whoop. says, Shane, at first I was skeptical about Inverted World, then listened to The Corpse That Danced in Hell's Kitchen. I loved it. Loved them all. Great stories. Yeah. Thank you. We were just talking about the Irish mob uh, before we were filming. Okay. That's, that's yeah. the story with the okay. Irish yeah. mob. Yeah. That story yeah. was I yeah, the Irish. So yeah. the Irish mob used to... So you know that part of... Um, and not to get super into it, but that part of Philadelphia that everybody shows the videos of, that overpass, and then you see like the fentanyl zombies just kind of like shuffling I've around under... It. You haven't seen these oh, videos. Man. So it's it's called Kensington, right? Uh, and just look up Kensington, go to image search, and you'll see you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So this it's... And they, they go viral every time they're posted. Well, that area in... Philadelphia used to be called the uh, Kensington and Allegheny intersection. So, oh, so it's called K and A, right? That used to be, those streets used to be run by what was called the K and A gang. And that was the Irish mob. And you may not have liked the Irish mobs methods or the K and A gangs methods. And that's why they got broken up the same way the five families got broken up, et cetera. But I tell you what, those streets were clean mm-hmm. when the K and A mob, uh, K and A oh, gang yeah. was around. Yeah. So, uh, Tales from the Inverted World, the new episode just went up. Oh, sweet. so this, uh, I, I think it did it, right? Yeah. Should be up by so now. Th- so, so for those unfamiliar, uh, you went down to Georgia yep. looking for some gold to steal. Yep. Shout out to Clint Brantley, who's I'm sure he's watching, and, and Harry and Tammy. They, <laughs> I, I like live down there. I've, I, I don't think I've ever written a Witches, book that's changed aliens. me as much as as this Whoa. book has. But I've, I, I, uh, I saw a UFO. I don't know what that was. It was just a UFO. But I remember I, I 
messaged him at like freaking night. Out. I was freaking out. And you know, there's a good scene of that where you see me messaging Tim freaking out at probably episode four or so. But uh, yeah, I go down there looking for the lost Confederate gold. This is a town where the Confederacy was dissolved by Jefferson Davis. He was on the run after the end of the war, after Richmond burnt down, and um, the, the the gold had been lost. There's a lot of different theories about it, and uh, I think I come to a conclusion. But I got derailed by major TV networks and you know people with uh, witches, witches, ghosts, skeletons. Death threats. There's death threats. Um, Someone trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's two really. Oh, okay. Two um, people trying to kill you. And uh, it was it was yeah, the last six months I spent you know going back and forth in this town. Does witchcraft always involve blood? Well, there's blood magic. The, the good witches don't like the blood magic. Yeah, I don't like blood. Yeah, we magic. we observed people who do blood magic and. You know, there were, uh, and, and this is interesting. Like, I wonder what Jack would think about this, but there's Catholic witches, <laughs> Christian witches. Nope. I asked, I know, nope. I, I, I asked them, I'm like, how do you, like, uh, balance, you know, that? Cause you're not supposed to worship another thing. Cause I, you know, I, I walk in and First I meet, commandment, right there. I meet two witches and one's juggling shark teeth and the other's praying to Anubis. What? And I'm about to walk into a hole to a graveyard. Well, I mean, you, you get, uh, uh, Santeria is, is, is similar to this yeah. where it's a mix of sort of like, like, like voodoo beliefs and, yeah. and Catholicism. Yeah. You do have mixtures, right? But it's, it's not Catholicism. And the Catholic no witches were mad at the Christian witches. <laughs> <laughs> the, did they have Protestant, uh, witches? I didn't meet them. No, no but, but I mean, like, the but that's what I'm saying. Like, where, did the Catholic, did the Christian Protestant witches break away from the Catholic witches? <laughs> and there was, there was, there was, there was, there was witchy and Luther. Yeah. With Which the 99. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, but yeah go, start go my own church. in the inverted world. So is the now. show, what is the, the, you had a camera crew? Tell me you had a no, camera crew. No, Man, I want to see I, this. I, I wish, uh, but no, I, it's me. I spent, because it would be like nine hours of me talking to like the mayor or the the witches running a hotel or uh, all these people. But I would, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to all these people. And, um, you know, it. it I, I feel change this is a book i've always wanted to write not about this exact topic i didn't know that but I, I love civil war i love the paranormal stuff and um this town delivered everything so, so the book is the book's coming out um in a couple weeks yeah book's yeah. the same title uh book will be uh ghost of the civil war and that's just volume two. Oh, okay yeah so like the last book we serialized and it was just different essays they were all standalone essays like the corpse uh in hell's kitchen was one thing and then we did like a simulation story for another um, but this one all takes place in this town and, uh, you know, I, I spend the night or a few nights with this one family on, on their land where they think maybe the, the gold could have been. And we sneak into cemeteries looking for gold. And we got, we, we, we were talking about, wait, 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 did you find the gold? I can't say that. Oh, no, 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 no. You would know because the FBI would come in and steal it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Because yeah. that was happening at the same but you know, time. But you know what we want to do is we want to make a sort of like uh, horror thriller anthology Sort of based off these books because it would be so legit. It's like oh, the X Files. Yeah. Basically, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson meets the X Files. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll read some more super chats. But when the book comes out, we'll definitely have Shane back on, and Sweet. we'll 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 be showing it for sure and putting it everywhere and trying to get you to buy it. Uh, all right, let's see what we got here. Redneck Italian, 1982, says, "I wanted to share. I kicked off MAGA month right. Today is my 40th." And I'm at the Field of Dreams watching my two sons play America's Favorite Pastime while lighting things off and drinking beer. Thank you for all you do, Timcast. I am glad to hear it. But MAGA Month is not just about American flags and drinking beer and grilling. It's about doing right by your communities, cleaning things up, inspiring young people. Maybe maybe you've got like a big brother, big sister kind of thing where you could find some some at-risk youth who need some leadership. Maybe you got a dirty highway you could clean up. 
Maybe you just want to put on a grill for your neighbors and bring people together. All of that is good. Friendship. Like Jack. That's right. That's right. Or even just, I I used to call this. Also, by the way, Tim, I I forgot to mention that, um, you know, because you were so upset that I didn't have my... My profile picture up earlier with the flag, you know, on time, right? On, on Tim's on schedule. That's right. Right. That's right. You know, um, that we've, we've Immediately got. Immediately first thing in the morning we've on got, the first day of. We've got the bandana. We've got it out. We're going all, we're going hardcore. Got the USA <laughs> shirt. But you know, I actually, we called this, I, this was something I was talking about during the pandemic, but I still, I still want to do it. I call it local patriotism, right? Find those businesses that, you know, those small businesses that are independent, that are in your area and just support them, right? Just go out there and say, you know what? I, I want this to continue and I, I need, th- I want this more than like another Panera bread, yeah. right? And nothing against Panera bread, but just this is someone in my community that's trying to make it work and <clears throat> we're better if we can, su- if we support those things and do so obviously while wearing your American flag. What bread. do you think would happen if, if I opened a, a woke restaurant? And then enforced policy based on woke ideals. Like, if you're white, you have to go to the back of the line. Do you think that would be allowed? I mean, well, technically, that'd be illegal, right? Yeah. right. What if What if I created like a, a, a so I would sue you very a POC fast. and non POC seating in my restaurant? Yeah, also illegal. That's so strange that the woke people do all of those things. Right, yeah, it's funny. Right, it's it's they've they've brought segregation back, but it's good segregation now, so it's better. Yeah. All right, let's read some more. Kyle Bigelow says you talk and talk about reforming governance as though you've never met Michael Malice. Well, I don't agree with Michael on everything. I think he's certainly smart, and he's changed my opinions on some things. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm not an anarchist. I think Michael is a, he's, he's an anarchist for sure. He wrote the anarchist handbook, mm-hmm. and then I, I voiced um, uh, who was the who was the, uh, the 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 essay? Did yeah, you know? yeah, um, Pr- Proudhon. Proudhon. There you go. Yeah, that's funny because he's like a leftist anarchist. So Michael thought it, I guess he thought it would be funny if he had me. He was like, I'm going to get the best chapters to be read by like the people that it's funniest to like do or something like that. I mean, or, or it's just, it, it, it really is a great book of essays that you should, you should check out. Michael's a very, very smart guy. Oh, brilliant. I don't agree with everything on him. All right. Let's see. Nathan Tankers, uh, Tankersley. Tim Pool for 2024 president. Now we're that, talking. No. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? <laughs> so, so I will say this. I was ragging on, um, was it Shelley Moore Capito? Yes. The, the Republican senator from West Virginia who signed the gun control stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just a nasty, awful person. And I will not forget what she did. But I had someone be like, why don't you run against her? And then I was like, that will literally never happen. And they're like, you know you'll win, right? And I'm like, I will never go anywhere near near seat of government. Yeah, we got a, a new way then to Then you'd have to be a government. senator for six years. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I could run, win, and then resign. Just like well, then you know, the governor appoints, right? So you right. don't have anything. You have any say if you resign. That would just be terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I, you I, could I, make a deal, right? You could make a deal with the governor at that. I don't know point. if you're allowed to actually do that. Isn't that what? Well, as, long as, not, and, no, as long as it's not, yeah, money. Yeah. No, 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 as long as it's not a monetary deal. I'm saying that you know, you you need to support this. To be fair, if you're senator, you could do nothing. Then you I mean, many you want. of them do nothing. You know, no, I mean? that's just all the senators. Right. Now. right. That's, I mean. <laughs> As opposed to what? Just don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, lobbyist. Then, lo- which which lobbyist donated the most to the campaign? All right, yeah, actually, go with that. That's a good point. Because if your campaign was, I will literally do nothing. That's better than what we got now. It, do you think that they don't listen to each other? Is that the problem? That they're no, all trying they to talk? They don't listen to the people. Mm-hmm. So the reason Shelley Moore Capito signed the gun control bills because she's not up for re-election for 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 what five years, four 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 five four years I think. So she doesn't care. Her, her consultants probably said, listen, in four years, everyone's going to forget this happened. 
No one's going to remember it. Then you can come out and throw some red meat at Republicans and they'll vote for you again. Mm-hmm. And she was like, they are dumb pieces of crap, aren't they? <laughs> Gun control. What a piece of garbage. I can't stand these people. I would imagine. That's exactly what she did, too. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining. And yeah, I, can, I think you're right. She talks like this. I think it would be, <laughs> to be in Congress would be really boring because you'd have to listen to everyone gets their time to talk. But when they talk, they decide to read something and then they're like not really charismatic. So you're like, Oh, I got to do this. So all do you day. wonder why then it is that a certain type is attracted to that as opposed to somebody who may actually have more talent or more interest in the actual, you know, running the policies of running our country, right? So there is a certain type that totally understands, right, how much, what the job entails and craves it more than anything else. That's who's in our Senate. That's who's in our House. All right, let's read some more. Jonathan Arnold says, Tim is correct on the double slit experiment. I'm a professor of physics. Yes, my opinion on the double slit experiment actually comes from more than one physics professor. Because I remember watching the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, I saw that, yeah. And it's it's yes. a bunch of new age, you know, mumbo jumbo where he, where the guy's like, the double slit experiment. Dr. Quantum, yeah. Dr. Quantum. And then I was like, whoa. And then I went to actually some universities. I was hanging out and I was like in L.A. And this physics professor, physics guy was like, let me explain for you why this is mumbo jumbo. Like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I get it. But I like the observer interfering with the process. That's an interesting concept. Well, right. The point is, it's our, it's, it's the process by which we observe causes the interference. It's not, it's not profound. It's like slapping the table with a ruler and the ant runs the other direction. I notice that when people are talking, if I don't look and I, it's a different conversation, as soon as I look at one of the people, the conversation gets like jarred and yanked into some new form. That's just because of how you look. Well, that's true too. Track media only says if prayer worked, then Donald Trump would be president. I disagree. The first time he won, you had the power of meme magic. People were going online and they were all laughing and joking. And there's a simple answer to the meme magic stuff. Tons of people were having a laugh. It was a party. It was a joke. It's like you could join the fun. Just post a Trump meme. That's effective messaging. They didn't have it second time around. So, or the more magical is that everybody was so hyper-focused, they manifested President Trump. All right. John Shaw says, I'm 21 years old. We are not doomed, at least not myself and my peers. We're very stoic and optimistic. We desire and commit to authenticity. I believe there is so much to look forward to. Just look at DW and Timcast. More to come. That's right. The Daily Wire gained 300,000 subscribers in like three months. Yo, that's nuts. That's That's crazy. Glad to hear it. Signed Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson's going ham right now on Twitter. He's like, I'd rather die than delete my tweets. I, I, I watched that video he posted. Where he addressed it. It's like a 14 minute talk. Yeah. He was going hard. He's an amazing. He got angry. Really? He was like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Good for him. Good for him. Preach, Dr. Peterson. Good things change and grow like laterally now. Maybe they always did somewhat, but I used to think things would grow horiz- or uh, vertically. Like a company would get, would get bigger and bigger and bigger, but now things get bigger, but they also get wider faster because the internet virality. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right. It is now now. It says, love you, Tim, but you were so wrong on the double slit. Uh-oh, someone just said I was right. Look up the delayed choice double slit. It has such immense implications about our reality. It's mind-blowing. Look into Tom Campbell's book, My Big Toe. Well, all right. I'll check mm-hmm. it out. Um, I love that stuff, man. I, I When I was younger, I would, back before YouTube, well, YouTube was around, but there was Google Video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would go that. on Google Video and look up physics and just watch physics professors talk about the craziest stuff. And that's what I would watch before going to bed. That was back in the day, man. It was Me fun. Too. I'd watch and and it. And I'd make like, a YouTube video high. That was what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it was just like awkwardly boring. But then like 
it's it's you'd think it would be boring where it's like a guy and be like well when you have to understand with the with the the edge of the event horizon and, and I'm watching and I'm like what and then it, within minutes I'm like whoa <laughs> <laughs> I think that person said the delayed choice uh double slit what they meant was the delayed choice quantum eraser because I can't find delayed choice double slit all right Kaslin Bukart says Jack I'm pro-life but I'm concerned uh, over the overwhelming amount of misinformation around Roe, especially with ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages, how do we as pro-lifers help influence the change of culture around abortion? I mean, it's, it's gonna, you have to do the work, right? You just have to do the work, right? Obviously there's, we, there is a sea of misinformation on this topic in general. Uh, people talk about it in emotional terms, but you know, I think what, even the, the the comment just before when they were talking about authenticity, it's it's just break some of this down, right? With with some of these pregnancies, you know, the the number one reason that people get abortions is is elective right now, number one, by far, right? And so, do not allow something that is one percent or two percent or less than one percent of uh, of outcomes to dictate our policies. Justin Allen says, "My first super chat ever." Canceled Hulu, Disney, ESPN, HBO, and subscribed to Timcast and Daily Wire. Phase the episode nice. with Stephen Marsh was one of our was one of my uh, one of favorites. Says I always share your videos. Keep up the good work. Really, really do appreciate it. Yeah. So one of the challenges we have right now is like obviously our flagship program for Timcast is literally Timcast IRL. The members only videos are somewhat topical and relevant to the time period in which they are talked about because it's politics. Many of them aren't. What we want to do, and one thing I've been thinking about, and um. I'm going to be talking to Shane about, because we have talked about doing the conspiracy talk show. Mm -hmm. So we have pop culture crisis, which is pop culture. It's similar format to this. What I want um, is we could probably do this. We need to talk about it, but a similar talk format show. You've got your deep investigations where you like go down to Georgia. We're planning the next book already, but how could we do a a show that's evergreen talking about mysteries, conspiracies, aliens, ghosts, psyops, governments, and all this stuff. Something that people could watch forever. Yeah. You know, and so that's, that, that's what that'd I want to do. Cause, cause I know you were working on it before. Yeah. It's just balancing all these things, make it difficult. Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, we had a good, I mean, Ian was on the members only for inverted world. We got into some of that stuff and Chris Carr, our great editor, who's been hustling on, on me sending this book to him. Um, we, we went pretty, do- pretty hard on conspiracy theories and like, yeah. I mean, maybe they totally do that. Maybe this is just what we need to figure out. We need to figure out maybe if it's once or twice a week, yeah. you doing like an hour talk show with yeah. a couple people similar to this. Yep. So we have inverted world, the front facing show, which is the book and the podcast, which is your investigations. Yep. And then the members only stuff like the streaming video on demand show is the conversations around yeah. all the crazy stuff. There's enough out there to talk about. Yeah. They, they, they keep coming true. So <laughs> let's do it. That'll be fun. All right. M. Shiba says, in the anime Symphagir, they have the concept that those stories and myths being told throughout the uh, the centuries, whether they were true or not, could will them into being reality. Oh, that's fun. I just finished watching Attack on Titan Season 4. That's a fun show as well. Gotta love it. Attack on Titan's legit. If you're interested in the culture war, have you seen it? Mm. I've talked about this before. It's, it's, um, It's a weird show. Like gigantic naked monster people eating other people. Yeah. Didn't they do a live action one? That's stupid. Yeah, it was really dumb though. Yeah, okay. But the anime, it's actually really simple. There was a meme where like a, an AI Jordan Peterson said to watch it. Mm-hmm. But if you're interested in the culture war, one of the big, big themes about it is the sins of the past. A group of people who are condemned because they were oppressors. And so everyone's like, you're the evil oppressor and you have to atone for your ancestors. And that's like a big theme of the show. Oh wow. So it's like, 
Right. Very culture war esque. There you go. You know, yeah. except people are flying around with like shooting cables and then slicing monsters and turning into them and stuff. I was doing that earlier. That's on right. Here. That's right. That's yeah. how you got here. Yeah, that's, that's how we got, got here. Got here today. Yeah. yeah, the ODM gear. Uh, Jack used it and he swings through the trees mm-hmm. to make it here. All right, Lone Wolf thirty six S says something to chew on. If we are inside the wake of a black hole, it would appear to us the universe is expanding, but really it's just that light takes longer and longer to reach us until there's no more light from outside. Whoa. That proves it. <laughs> is yeah. he a doctor of physics? Uh, <laughs> that is evidential. I like the idea that we're in a black hole. I think it might be twisting, too. It looks like expanding because we're it's bending. Mm. It's bending. Wow. All right. Let's, uh, let's grab some more stuff here. The Wombolt says, as a, as a Shane myself who loves the oddities of cults and witches would give my left hand to work with Shane. Two Shanes? No. Well, we can only have one. Too many Shanes. We, we, we all would use the hand enough. to create another Shane and then. <laughs> yeah. In a vat. In a vat, we, right. We, we do need, um. Wouldn't you change We're trying to find that? a writer to do the smaller stories. Yeah. So when Shane's doing the deeper investigations, there's day-to-day stuff like a UFO report comes out. Right. We need a basic. The, the congressional hearing they just had. Exactly. You know, like that would have been a great one. There, or, I don't buy any of that. No, no but like getting Psyop. a reporter to not, be like. Not the, not the government stuff that they're pushing. Getting a mysteries reporter to talk about these stories. Nice. Just straight objectively. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, short, they're shorter. They're not, you know, in depth. And then that person could theoretically do the conspiracy yeah. talk show with you yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. You, and you know, I had another idea for, uh, for a show too was, um, Collins, ghost story Collins shows. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. They exist. There's like a bunch we, of them. Like Coast to Coast. Like Coast to Coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. are fun. Those are fun. Super fun. So these are the things we want to figure out. It'd be really cool. I love when people call in and tell their experiences. Yeah. Because there's so many stories out there that are amazing. I, I did a road trip across the country once, and all we listened to the entire way was peep calling ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like, come on, come on. Some of them are really cool, though. And it's oh, yeah. literally just someone being like, so I'm in my house, and you know, a guy hung himself here. When all of a sudden the door slams, and I'm just like, oh, what next? What oh, next? Yeah. And it's like yeah, the most yeah, yeah. nonsense, like droll, <laughs> like it's meaningless. None of it matters, but yeah. just want to know what happens. No, no, but, it's, of- but it's relatable, right? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Jer- Jerry Spence, you know, the lawyer, the defense lawyer, Jerry Spence guy never lost a case. He wrote books about this. You know, he had a whole thing where he said, you know, if you're, if you're going to try a case about, you know, it's, it's, you have to, you have to put the person in the car, right? If, if you're, if you're trying a case about a car crash, don't just tell the jury, hey, there was a car crash and it happened on Tuesday and this and the road was slick and the No. Put them in the car. Give them the story and make it relatable and that is something that's gonna be compelling and pull somebody in. So yeah. the fact that and this is why paranormal um activity was such a popular movie, because it's just what happens in your house when you're asleep, right? I wanna say, uh so puppets in politics is how can one apply for mystery reporter? Uh, send an email to jobs at timcast.com. Send writing samples along with it and, uh, any relevant information. I don't necessarily, I don't personally care too much about resumes. I don't know what you think, Shane. Resume is useless. The yeah. writing is what matters. Right. Yeah. Send in some, some writing samples and then have a conversation. And the reality is, the unfortunate thing is, a lot of people don't want jobs right now. But of the jobs people want, they really want to work places like here in the Daily Wire because, yeah. you know, we're culture warriors. We're, we're, you know, trying to do cool things. We're trying to challenge the machine. So it's almost like a lottery ticket. We get 10,000 plus emails every month or something more. And it's just not possible to read every single one. But uh, we'll start looking into it. Yeah. And we'll have Shane. Yeah, writing samples would be great. Send those. And I, I never look at resume stuff. And that's the one thing we really got to launch too because – 
one of the, like at, at first we wanted Tales from the Inverted World to be more interactive with the audience. Yeah. But we like ultimately discovered we got to focus on the heavy hitting stuff, like yeah. you writing a book and then getting the stories out. Yep. Yep. But I think the 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 VOD version will be the long form show, yeah. hour long conversation. Oh yeah. We definitely got to do that. Yeah, I mean, even if we did it once a week, yep. definitely something we could get people to sign up, become members for. Yep. And then, you know what the Daily Wire is doing with their movies? Terror on the Prairie. It's kind of obvious, right? Uh, um, what, what was the other movie they did? Uh, with the Run, woman? Hide, Fight. Run, Hide, Fight. But there was the one w- with the, the woman in the, in the, in the room. Locked being in the, locked up. I don't yeah, remember. locked up. Yeah. One of the things they're doing is they're buying movies that they can afford to buy, and they're producing movies that are rather simple but good stories. So Terror on the Prairie... It's look. It's costume. Yeah. It's it's drama, but it's like in an open field, so it's relatively low budget to produce. But they make a good, compelling story, a movie worth watching. Because you got to you got to work with what you have. We're doing the same thing. I'm hoping that in five years, the Daily Wire is bigger than Disney. I'm hoping that we are as big as the Daily Wire, or actually bigger than they are at the same time, mm. and that there's going to be more companies like ours who aren't going to be producing garbage woke crap. Yep. I will say, what you do want is preachy ideological content. However, you don't want woke preachy ideological content. You want thing that represent, things that represent your values. Mm. An example is Matt Walsh made a book called Johnny the Walrus. It's preachy. Mm. It's got a message, but it's a message you like. So I, I think that when people say like, I don't want politics in my TV show, and I'm like, no, that's not the, that's not the case. You want good values in your TV shows, and you want the substance of, of the story. I don't like it when, like, Orville makes an episode that's so on the nose. It's like, we get it. The lady's Trump. Seriously? Come on. Add a little nuance and a little metaphor to that. So you want it to not be nothing but preach, but you want your values represented in it. So that's what I'm hoping to do and uh, become a member at TimCast.com. Let's uh, let's grab one more. Jem R says, did you see that Uganda found 12 trillion U.S. dollars worth of gold deposits? What's the odds the West will suddenly be very concerned about human rights in Uganda? Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you heard it here right. first, folks. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. It is MAGA Month. So follow us over at Tim, uh, Timcast IRL on Instagram or wherever else. Follow me at Timcast. Become a member at Timcast.com. Celebrate MAGA Weekend. Which is this this weekend right now? We got the fourth, so we got Friday now. We got Saturday. We got Sunday and Monday. We are going to be fireworks, hot dogs. We're going to be doing all that good stuff. I hope you guys have a good weekend, Jack. You want to shout anything out? Yeah. Um. Look, you, you guys know where to follow me. Human Events Daily. We are we are hiring. Turning Point USA is hiring. Uh, you can check that on the on the site. Also, and not for myself to push out, but my wife is. The special guest on the podcast, The Spillover, this weekend, she's telling her story for the first time ever, escaping communism, growing up in the Soviet Union, coming to America. So you can find that on Podcast Spillover. And then um, we've also got Turning Point USA, SAS, coming up end of July. Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, same stage. Maybe not the same time. But down in Tampa, Florida, tpusa.com slash SAS. Use promo code POSO, all caps, 25% off. Awesome. I am uh, really proud of this book, and I hope you guys go check it out. The first episode is up now on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. If you want to see witches pull demons out of the thin air and skeletons standing in the, uh, upright in the ground waiting to shoot the devil dead um, and just hear really interesting stories about the war, um, I've completely changed the way I view a lot of uh, the things that happened in the war and, and history in general. So please check that out. Tales from the Inverted World everywhere, and I'm Shane Cashman everywhere online. 
Well, Ian Crossland, you guys know where to find me. I like how you said that. You know where to find me, iancrossland.net. Uh, much love, Jack. Always great to see you, man. I'm glad you came in. You, mother, mm. I'm gonna keep it family friendly because I'm about to swear up and down. Uh, I love you guys. I love you. Thank you so much for coming. I'll see you later. Thank you guys all for tuning in for this wild and crazy Friday night. Really looking forward to the 4th of July. Hope you guys are too. I hope you guys get out and grill and have fun with your families. You guys can find me on Twitter and minds.com at Sarah Patches, as well as sarahpatchlids.me. Maga month! We will see you all Tuesday because this is the opening weekend of Maga month with the 4th of July. Hot dogs, burgers, grilling, American flags. Then we'll be back on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.